Hello, and welcome to the Socially Distanced Podcast. My name is Al Manorino. I am the managing editor of thepopbreak.com. With me, as always, recovering from his Super Bowl, so excited to talk about that, and so much more football this week, is the editor-in-chief of thepopbreak.com, Mr. Bill motherfucking Bodkin. Bill, what's up? What's up? Uh, what a Super Bowl it was, and now we, uh, we're we here um, The you know a couple days, a little bit less than a week later. The NFC East group therapy session is back. We have some. We have an addition. We we've let in. Picked out uh, a enemy member. At the, like it's like a Jude Law movie. There's an enemy at the gate here, guys. And we brought in a Cowboys fan. Uh, I mean, listen, it. It, uh, it was only fair. Was it though? Not really. um, because well, here's the thing. I was, you know, my, my, this is the 96th episode. We have four weeks until the Moneyball episode, which we have no idea what we're doing. I haven't planned it yet. I haven't planned it. Now we have to talk about this. I know. Um, Offline, not on this podcast like we normally do. Um, So we're going to be talking football. But the reason we brought this Cowboys fan is I've been told since birth by my late great dad, um, ABD. That's the philosophy. Anybody but Dallas. But listen. Even my dear old dad would make the exception for one of our favorite people on the socially distanced podcast. We loved her so much on the book of uh, the Boba book club. We had to bring her back. Uh, You know, she is a Cowboys fan. We'll let that slide. Uh, Amanda Rivas, welcome back. Thank you guys for having me back. I mean, I I can't be perfect, guys. I mean, You know, I mean, it's a Texas thing. It's a Texas thing. And, you know, if we're going to if we're going to cry about the state of affairs, in the NFC East, you got to <laughs> at least have one Cowboys fan crying. It's a safe um, space. It, it is. is. It is a safe space. <laughs> it's sort of kind of, uh, but, you know, I will take an, a Texas born and raised Cowboys fan over a Northeast Cowboys fan. Yes. Those people. Yeah, we don't we don't even want them. Those people. They're shit. And yeah, if you're, if you're listening to this. You feel seen because you know it's true. Uh, but we also have a few other people rejoining the podcast. First, we want to wish this resplendent man a happy belated birthday. He has been on this podcast before, and he most recently was on our Boba Book Club. He was on the last NFC East group therapy session. He is the co-host of Blurred Watchers, which appears monthly on the popbreak.com's Pop Break TV podcast feed. He's also the co-host of Blurred Life with my wife, with his lovely wife. The voice of God. We want to talk about NFL films with the voice of God. No, this man is the voice of God. Liev Schreiber, you've been put on notice. Marshall Stevenson, happy birthday. Welcome to the podcast. And, and and you come around, he comes around the side here. He's going to go ahead and push over the guard here. He's going to go ahead and slice right through with the A-gap and boom. And then and then he has it. And now we're all together uh, here celebrating and commiserating our teams. Thank you for the excellent shout out. That was my best Madden impression. Shout out and rest in peace to the legend, the GOAT himself. And I'm very happy to be back. Go Birds. I would give you a hug just for that analysis right there. Um, and... Uh, Rejoining us is a man who's going to be on a number of podcasts coming up this year. Of course, it was wild that we had him on in one of the first episodes of our first season. Didn't have him on for like a year and a half. And now he's on everything. Um, He is our favorite commander. He's our favorite Peaky Blinders fan. Uh, He is hailing from Tarhelia, 
Ben Merkerson, the king of bangers and bops. Welcome back. Al, I'm, del- I'm, I'm stalling for you to get more questions. You're doing fine, buddy. I'm good. I'm sorry. Uh, ben, we're going to talk about the name. Don't worry. We have to. We, we have to. We literally have to. Okay. Uh, welcome back, Kyle. How you doing? Thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm doing good. You know, recovering from some things. Uh, the last time I was here, we were, we were talking Book of Boba Fett and uh, how much I was really all in on those cute little Gamorreans. And uh, let's, I'm still let's, suffering from their loss. Let's take a moment for our favorite pig brothers. Yes. I'd like to toast and, and pour one out for them right now. Oh, man. Okay. And now we can uh, also, ben will, be up, ben will be with us next week uh, because I, I said on last podcast, this was going to be our Peacemaker episode. Yeah, I was wrong. I don't know mm-hmm. dates. Next week's our Peacemaker episode. Ben will be there. Todd McCarthy will be there uh, coming back from our Hawkeye review series. And we might have another guest. We'll see. Uh, Bill has to see how crazy he's feeling that day to book another guest for Al to go nuts. Don't worry. I'm hosting that episode. We'll be fine. Um, Al. Yeah, I'll take it away. You so, are the quarterback uh, of this podcast. I am. Thank you. Thank you for uh, for the opening drive. This is the NFC East group therapy session. Uh, we're going to be breaking it up into three different segments. Really going to be focusing on the Super Bowl and predictions for the 2022 NFL season. So if you do not care about the NFL, just Get you know, just shut this podcast off and, and wait till next week when we talk about Peacemaker. But we're talking like, football. If, if not, get back because yeah, get back. somehow you became my father in law. So, yeah, so uh, we'll be talking Super Bowl, we'll be talking about NFC East, and then we will be talking about the rest of the NFL in that order. So, gonna start off kind of easy question. This is pre Super Bowl. What's everyone drinking? I'm, I'm drinking uh, Trogue's Nugget Nectar. It is back in season. It's one of my favorite beers okay. um, from okay. my favorite brewery. Uh, in Pennsylvania. Um, and uh, yeah, it's delicious. It's only available for a certain time because they can only uh, make the hops in a sp- specific time of the year. So, uh, Bill, what are you drinking? Oh, we're double fisting tonight. Well, first we have, uh, you know, That's just awesome. have a Miller Lite, you know, low in the carbs, you know, trying to lose a little weight. So we do that. And then I have this lovely uh, Powers Gold Label Irish Whiskey CBD uh, Coke Zero combination, which is just making everything Nice and smooth right now. It's just like smooth jazz and a jam band session that lasts for 45 minutes. Feeling great right now. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Mr. Ben, what are you drinking? Uh, I've got a Charlotte local brewed. Uh, Lenny Boy is the brewery. Um, it's called Let's Dance. Nice pale ale. It's uh, a little hoppy, pretty delicious. Got it from a nice um, little beer shop that's across the street right before the Super Bowl. So this is the last one that remains from that party. Excellent. Amanda? I am waiting for my beer to get delivered. <laughs> Great. Nope, that's um, I'm good. Drinking, I'm drinking water at the moment, but it will okay. get here. And Stay I hydrated. Have been to your, I have been to your brewery, actually. You've been to Shrogues? I have. I have the shirt, the Nugget Ale shirt, uh, then actually. I was like, ah, I went. It was great. Um, that was probably like the one. That was actually a random brewery I visited when I was in Pennsylvania. That's awesome. It yes, it's yeah. right across from Hershey Park. Yes, is, that's uh, why I went to Hershey Park twice because I love chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marshall, you drinking anything? Uh, I'm drinking the fact that you can smell Hershey Park on the highway before you even <laughs> But also because this is a football flavored podcast, I am drinking some high quality H2O. Nice. Which I need to get refilled. Excellent. Uh, so you guys so, can stay very hydrated while uh, yeah, Ben, yeah. We'll be, myself, we'll be the designated and, drivers of the yes. 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 
Exactly. But it's like the whether you're a Giants fan to like then Washington and then going up, you're drinking less and less. But that's right. Alcohol at the bottom. Exactly. <laughs> like the exactly. team that has the, the the highest upside for next year is just drinking yeah. water right now because that's right. Brandon Saros. Well, before we get into our uh, respective uh, NFC East, we're gonna start with the Super Bowl. Uh, that big big old game that happened last Sunday. Uh, you know, this is just general thoughts of the actual game. So when people talk about the Super Bowl, there's like two different things they talk about. It's the game, but more importantly, they talk about the, the ads and the halftime show and like the other stuff. So let's talk about the game. What what did you guys think of it in terms of just being a like a f- either good or bad Super Bowl? I will start with Amanda. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I feel like, uh, so I was at a, a local brewery over here, uh, watching the game with my fellow fans and, um, we were all into it. We were, I mean, I, I liked that it was, it was a closer game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, appreciated, you know, of course, just watching like Burrow and Chase and just, you know, and, and the Rams just stepping it up. There were moments where we were like, what just happened and what was going here? But overall, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't a complete blowout and it wasn't, uh, you know, it, it was, I thought it, I thought it kept everybody pretty engaged and I was, I was into it. So it, for me, not having picked either team because sadness over here, my team didn't make it <laughs> again. <laughs> um, you know, I was engaged and into it. So mm-hmm. Marshall. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. hundred um, <clears throat> percent. Probably the best Super Bowl since um, 52, I think. Um, if I was a fan of either one of these teams, it would have been exhilarating. I feel bad for, uh, uh, I feel bad for, uh, Joey B Odell. Odell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, You know, I lost lost him in the second quarter, but you know, you, you never want to see it happen. Like, no, definitely not last game of the season, but yeah, it was, it was a great game. Even into the fourth quarter, none of us. We, my friends, and we do this thing where, you know, in the fourth quarter, we're like, okay, what's final score? All of us got it wrong. And uh, I think that's the markings of a, of a good competitive game. Um, I was very impressed by both defenses. You don't get to see Cincy too often um, where I'm at. So uh, it was really nice seeing that. And, you know, they got, they got, they got a squad, man. And you, you wonder what's going to happen next in this off season when the Rams lose people and mm-hmm. um, who's since he really going to lose that, you know, is irreplaceable. So we'll see. Those are going to be my, my next two questions actually. So a little sneak preview there. Uh, ben, how'd you feel about the game? Yeah. How they competitive, how they entertaining. Um, my biggest takeaway and the difference in it was really that the Bengals could come up with an answer for Cooper cup. You know, nobody could come up with an answer for Cooper cup all season. Uh, and that answer is 100% not going to be Eli Apple. Uh, that guy got... I can attest to that. Yeah, you guys know well. Uh, but yeah, that whole last drive, it was just, how is Cooper Cup open? Which, I mean, people say that all season long, and just a lot of defenses have a lot of trouble trying to stick with him no matter what they do. But mm-hmm. it was very weird that I feel like there, was, there wasn't much of an adjustment. I don't know what they were trying to do, but Eli Apple was not going to be able to match up one-on-one. And uh, the only other thing is... I was really hoping you know, they might be able to push overtime, but I was really confused with the Samaji Pirine being a former Washington uh, running back, uh, him getting that third and short carry. Uh, I feel like <sighs> screw the game plan. You've got Joe Mixon. If, you know, unless he's really hurt, which he had just played. So I don't know how you don't give him the ball in that situation. Yeah, they could have extended d- the game. 
a dual threat too, like someone who can yeah. like catch the ball and he threw for a touchdown in the Super. He threw for a, a triple threat. I mean, it made yeah. no sense. It was yeah. a weird. It was definitely a weird call. Um, and yeah, there was no answer for Cooper Cup when when Odell, who had the first touchdown of the game, like when he was out from the injury, you would think, hmm, I I feel like they're gonna probably throw it to Cooper Cup more, right? Because like, why wouldn't they? adjust to that and there was no Higby either right Higby was out it so it made Blanton got hurt too so he didn't he yeah didn't play it either so it made almost zero sense that they didn't just put like three people on Cooper Cup but yeah. besides that I mean I, I I totally agree it was it was a absolutely fun competitive game um a little frustrating with things like that but other than that it was very enjoyable but uh, Bill you're the last one how'd you feel about the game you know, I, you know, it, it was a hard game to who am I going to root for? You know, listen, mm-hmm. I won the pop break fantasy football league. The first time I've ever won a fantasy football league ever. And Matt Stafford was my dude this year. And having watched Matt Stafford throughout since he's been drafted, you're always like the guy is so talented, but he's in Detroit. And it, it that has just been a wasteland. And one of our writers who writes uh, AEW Rampage reviews, he writes, he's doing celebrity big brother, Mike Mueller. He is from Detroit and he's like, was he was telling me he's like everyone is just like there was a lot of people in Detroit who were just like hating on Stafford like whatever don't want him to win but he was like I'm rooting for this guy because he just never had the opportunities you know it was always Detroit being Detroit so I was rooting for that but how do you not root for the Bengals I remember being a youngster watching you know when the icky shuffle was super popular and Boomer Esiason was the guy and you're like and then they lose because of John Taylor and Joe Montana, you know, and then they, you know, the I'm going to Disneyland, a Disney World uh, commercial, like he was talking about Sports Talk Radio, how they raced across the field when they realized they were filming the commercial with Boomer. and They ran across the field to get Joe Montana. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, you just want Cincinnati, who was so bad for so long and then was good under Marvin Lewis, but could never get it done with guys like Carson Palmer and TJ Hushmanzada and just. Chad Ochocinco, they had dudes there. They could never get it done. And they're like, oh, it's so it, it was so hard. And listen, young Sophie Vodkin, who was up here before, didn't vocalize her cameo. She was rooting for the Bengals. She's she's the queen of the underdogs. So I was it was hard to who to root for, but it was a hell of a game. It was a deep, it was a very much felt like a chess match type of game. Like, and sometimes the chess match didn't make sense. It's like, why are you trying to force the run Rams when you could just throw to Cooper cup? Because like, he's the best receiver in football right now, but it's also a testament to the Rams, you know, front office. They stack that team where they can, they could lose Odell Beckham. They could lose Robert Woods and Tyler Higby and other dudes and people stepped up and that defense Aaron Donald proved at the end why he's Aaron Donald, man. And he's one of the all times because he had a frustrating game. He even said it, but when it counted, he stopped him. And if he did not stop Joe Burrow on that last play, Jalen Ramsey, who had a bad game, had fallen down, and Chase was wide open for a touchdown. That's that. That's a Bengals win right there. And Aaron Donald stopped that. The Bengals need a better offensive line, I can tell you that. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's weird that you can actually go get to the Super Bowl without an offensive line. Uh, I, I, I would have been great for. We can't do that as Giants fans, or as the Giants can't 
we can't win a game without an offensive line, but that's, that's neither here defense. nor there nor anywhere. So let you know, let's talk a little more Super Bowl. You brought up a great point. Uh, talking about Stafford, you know, finally getting his win. He's been in the league forever. Um, had arguably one of the greatest wide receivers ever on his team and still couldn't get it done in terms of uh, winning the Super Bowl. And now, you know, Rams did everything that they could, traded away draft picks, got rid of a, a pretty young quarterback and made a super team by, you know, taking all the best defensive players and Odell Beckham, uh, who people said were, you know, was crazy and was not a team player and all this stuff. And turns out uh, maybe none of that was true. How much does Stafford have left in him now? He's got a Super Bowl, still kind of on the older side of, of the QBs in terms of what's out there. Do we see Stafford taking the Rams back to the Super Bowl next year? What What is everyone's thoughts on just the, you know, the Stafford of it all, Ben. Um, I think he, you know, has enough talent to to do it again, but it's going to depend on who they can re-sign and get in there. I think that they will be okay if OBJ, because he's probably going to start, if he sticks around, he'll start on like the pup list for a while because he, you know, tears his knee up the last possible second you could possibly turn it up. So it's not like he's going to be ready week one, but they get Robert Woods back by then who, you know, was excellent. They wouldn't have OBJ on the team, you know, if Robert Woods hadn't gone down. So uh, that's incorrect. That's incorrect. Uh, what Robert Woods got hurt. Robert Woods got Trust hurt. Trust me. As I had him on my fantasy team. team. Oh yeah, it was right after, yeah. right? Was right after. after. No, okay. they were gonna have they were gonna have Cup, Woods, and OBJ, and, and then Jefferson. their fourth string would be Van Jefferson, like yeah, the fourth option. So they yeah, were then, well positioned and able to survive once Robert Woods went down because they had foresight. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so if they get if you know they went all in to win a Super Bowl, so if they can get guys to you know resign and you know get guys like Aaron Donald back who was, you know, coerced into saying that he'd like to run it back next year during the parade, but they can say whatever they want during that. Uh, then I think Stafford's got enough. Yeah, it just depends on what's around him. Anyone feel the opposite? I want to jump in. Yeah, yeah I don't think Stafford has it. Okay, that's what I, I want to hear. I think that he actively made them a worse team at times this year. Yeah. Um, and the team tied most interceptions in the league. Was yeah. Hi, I, I lived those games, I know. It, the team, the team constructed around him was just good enough to. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen the parity in this league where teams can win a Super Bowl with an average quarterback. I think Stafford is very average. I think that he had a Hall of Fame wide receiver for a, a large majority of his career. He was putting some bad teams in Detroit. Yeah, I understand that, but he's he's a very average quarterback. And um, I think that they won in spite of him throwing two interceptions, one of which was just garbage. The most ill-advised throw that could oh, be ill-advised, ill-advised could be ill-advised. And the other one bounced off the hands of the wide receiver. I understand that that happens, but um, he wasn't bad enough to cost them the game, but they've played now 18 games. The tape is there. We'll see how defenses catch up. I don't think that he's going to be able to to do that again mm -hmm. next year. Yeah. Um, think, uh, he literally threw the ball to T. Higgins. Uh, he threw the ball to him. Oh, not T. Higgins, sorry. The uh, the whoever was on defense. The, the defender. The, yeah. I yeah. forgot his name. Eli Apple, don't worry. It was not no, it was not Eli Apple. He I don't even think he throw played a one-on-one -on -one lob to him, but yeah. Uh, I uh, I agree, I agree and disagree with Marshall. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think Matt Stafford is a lot better than people give him credit for because two of the all-time, all-purpose yardage receivers in the NFL history are Cooper Cup and Calvin Johnson. Both were receiving balls from Matt Stafford. He has to be in the equation for that. That's I don't think that's – you know, Cooper Cup didn't throw those numbers up with Jared Goff. So I feel like he, Stafford. I feel like Stafford Cooper was balling with Jared Goff. He let's was. not let's no, not no, act he, like he wasn't. No, no, no. He what was. Matt Stafford no. does is he throws the ball to people who are obviously going to be. That's one thing, and not all quarterbacks can do it. My quarterback can't do it because Devontae Smith was open the entire Bucks game, and he just the quarterback would not throw is only ball. like what two years in. So I'm going to give him understand, a pass. But, I, I, I'll, I'll agree, but I also still disagree. I, I'm a, I'm a Stafford apologist because, but I do agree with you on this. Like, I don't know if he has it for next year because physically, I don't know if he has it. That dude has gets not had was knocked around like crazy in Detroit, and he toughed it out, and he got knocked around like crazy in LA this year, but. He also is a bit of, and people don't make this comparison. And I don't know why. He's a little, lot like Favre. He's a gunslinger and yeah. he gets intercepted a lot. Mm-hmm. And the NFC, like they barely beat the 49ers. I mean, that's the thing. Like they barely beat the 49ers. Debo Samuel is a beast. And I don't care how much tape is on Debo Samuel. You can only hope to contain him because he is that good. And they're only good. I think San Francisco is only going to get better. Green Bay, uh, I mean, listen, Aaron Rodgers. You're too early. You're too early. We're going to be talking all. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I don't, I I feel like there's other teams that can emerge in the NFC. Yeah. And I I think Stafford, Al, I said this to you in our, like, offline. Before the Super Bowl, Stafford's either going to be the hero or he's going to throw five interceptions. Yeah, and that's the thing. He is, he was he was erratic. neither of those things though. He had one insanely good no look pass to Cooper Cup. That and right? that pass is it was bonkers. The Bobcat man, it was yeah. It was, it was, but Cooper Cup was Disney afternoon. Cooper Cup and Donald were the MVPs in my 100%. eyes. Hundred percent. Like, and I, it goes back to what Marshall's saying. It's like Stafford's a very average quarterback surrounded by a very good team. There's an argument to be made that the Titans could have been in the same situation had things worked out, right? Had they weren't plagued with injuries, had the greatest running back in the league didn't get hurt four games in and had already over a thousand rushing yards. Like it was, I mean, come on, but Tannehill is such an average quarterback. He is like a copy and paste white quarterback. Like, just like he sounds like he was made in the lab. Like, Oh, just, it's just, I don't know. Ryan, Tannehill, I don't know. Like, let's just name him that. Like, I that's how I feel. Receiver in high school, let's make him. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I told I I'm right there with Marshall. Not to say that Stafford isn't talented, but like over a decade in the league now. I think he. I think I still an interception. Again, he had the he tied he tied for most interceptions thrown. The other person was Trevor Lawrence in his rookie year on the worst team in the league. Listen, Tony Khan, That's knows, Tony Khan knows what he's doing. Only a man will get that reference. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Here's one thing that I will say, and, and, and I only say this because we've lived through it. The last quarterback that led the league in interceptions the next year, not only was he on a different team, but he was worse. And now he might not even be able to keep that job. 
and his name is Carson Wentz. I probably should. Yeah. He shouldn't because that Colts team is looking really good without him. Just mm-hmm. get a better quarterback. Jonathan but again, Taylor is a goddamn not. He is a, I don't know what I have not seen a running back like him and Derek Henry as running backs in the NFL. Right. They're gross. They cheat. The only exactly. thing I wanted to add about the no look pass that you referenced before is like he's been doing that forever. He was just in Detroit, so nobody gave a shit. Don't give a shit. But guys like Aaron Rodgers have been talking about that like constantly. They're like, he's he's been doing that for years. Like he is a gunslinger, he has that mentality, and it can work for him. He is gonna throw some interceptions. Uh, but mm-hmm. that's kind of what you live with. But he's had like that arm strength and that talent, and you know, made those crazy no look throws. It's just it doesn't show up on highlights because what are you gonna <laughs> show for Detroit? I just that was a really yeah, good pass when they lost by 30 points. Right. Yeah. But like Matthew Stafford's arm talent, like just arm talent, is, is he's got probably, a cannon. Yes, yeah, it's, it's probably up there with Rogers. If if yeah. not, yeah, I mean, I just, just arm talent alone, nothing else considered. It's I've, I've almost never seen a pass thrown with the velocity as consistently, and I'll give that to him. But you know, I just can't see him holding up, man. I just, yeah. I just, I just think. Well, that, I think that car. I think that jalopy is just about ready to break down, man. Because, and no offense, I, I called him a jalopy. I apologize, but I mean, like, I just think he's just he, he. I mean, he's been in the league like a decade, but the wear and tear he's taken is like almost double that. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how much more he could hang on. Just what does he need to prove now? He's got his yeah, ring. That's good. He's got his ring. Like, what does he need to prove now? But I want to get to Amanda because she's been. Uh, silently waiting for (laughs) her chance to talk. I just, you know, with arm talent alone, Marshall, you're absolutely right. You know, I mean, he's, he's got some, he's got some power. It's really awesome to see when he, when he lands, but you know, just, it's going to be that if he gets anywhere next year and he gets close to the Super Bowl, it's going to be because of the team around him. That's Mm -hmm. really what it comes down to. I mean, and people are going to have answers. You know, everyone was watching the Super Bowl. I mean, they're going to, you know, they're, you're going to have to contend with the 49ers, I don't know. Maybe he'll contend with my damn Cowboys. <laughs> no, I'm wishful thinking. Wishful thinking. I know it's wishful thinking. But we're not at that part of the program. Yeah, yet. we're not there yet. I don't That's know. right. But Let's, we already spoiled that in a no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but that's really that's really it. I mean, the, if if he gets there, he can't do it on his own. I mean, we saw it in oh. Detroit. He can't do it on his own. And and not to take away from his talent or anything like that, but it's it's the team around him that got him there. So. I mean, unless they beef up and they really have to, because again, you got the 49ers, you're going to have other teams, the NFC stepping up. You won't make it. And you're probably losing Andrew Whitworth. Yeah. Who's your starting tackle. You don't have a first round pick no. to for years. replace for years. <laughs> yeah. to like yeah. 2030 or some shit. I, I, I don't I mean, know. They're like the Lakers. Like they literally yeah. don't have picks for years. I mean, like that's the other thing that once the shelf life falls off, like they're gonna suck, and McVay is gonna yeah. be tired for that well, because they do. sacrifice for the now. You can band aid it for a little bit because you, as long as you keep that nucleus together, like veterans that are gonna retire will sign for like a minimum to try to have a chance at a ring. So you can get some talented, you know, offensive linemen and, and such in there, like in a brief period. Not everybody's gonna play for no money for long. So, well, maybe Tom Brady's small window there. to try to make the most of it. Yeah, I never know where Brady's gonna wind up. Yeah, Tom Brady, go <laughs> California. That there you go. <laughs> it's so I thought funny. he retired. Oh, um, did he though? Did he the world though? May never know. Did, um, but didn't he retire? All right, let's he's, real he's quick. Kind of like the Undertaker, you know. I mean, just wait. It was I mean, he kind of is I like said, the NFL's Undertaker. Man, ben and I. Man, just that is the best. Face. That is the best analogy 
for Tom Brady ever. He's like the Undertaker. Everybody just instantly thought of the gif where it's there. Where it's, it's up. Baby. That's right. And I'm not even a wrestling fan. Well, listen, <laughs> Amanda and I are going to make everyone slowly but surely get into it. Yes, okay. we will. We Let's will. talk about the other team that was on the field real quick. And, and just real, you know, when will we see Joe Chill and the Bengals back in the Super Bowl? This was a underdog story to say the least 2019 they have the worst record in the nfl 2020 they draft joe burrow number one overall pick honestly he looked very very good but the team was still very very bad he probably would have been a contender for rookie of the year had he not just destroyed his leg and missed most of the season 2021 he dominates he gets jamar chase um and just proceeds to throw bombs to this man over and over and over again and gets all the way to the Super Bowl with basically no offensive line. Where do we see Joe Chill, Joe Burr, and the Bengals? When do we see them coming back to the Super Bowl? I'm going to start with Ben again. Uh, I think that they could be in contention every year for a while. Uh, they're a young team. Like Jamar Chase was a big hit. You know, Joe Burrow is a big hit. I mean, looking at them, their glaring weakness is offensive line. That's something you can address, like having later draft picks and, you know, with free agency. The only problem with, you know, the Bengals getting back there is just that the AFC is stacked and has yeah. a lot of competition. If they were on the NFC side of things, I'd say next year they're back for sure. Mm-hmm. But AFC, I mean, we'll go into it deeper, but you like the Bills. You still like the Chiefs. And, you know, you got a lot of competition there. So I think that they'll be in the playoffs every year for the foreseeable future. It's just how far they can get is, you know, depending on their matchups and how that one game goes. I think this is half-ass internet research, but I believe they have like, like great positioning in terms of cap space for the season too. Like everything's in their favor. Like all, you know, all the players are like easily resignable. They also have three outstanding wide receivers with Chase Higgins and Boyd. You basically have a fourth with Joe Mixon. Like they have a really solid team and only need to build off that offensive line. And they need another corner. They yeah. do. They do. Um, <laughs> Quickly. Marshall, when, when are we seeing them in the, the next Super Bowl or their next Super Bowl? Going to be a while. Ooh, hot it's take. Hit me. I mean, <clears throat> we, 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 it's so easy to forget that they play in the AFC North which is, for my money, one of the most competitive divisions in football, if not the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steelers had an off year. If they get a quarterback, they're probably the Rams next year. Uh, really? Baltimore had issues. Save that the- for later. I want to hear more of that. Keep going. <laughs> I, I mean, Baltimore had issues with injuries. Yep. Cleveland is a tough out. Um, mm-hmm. Their defense, they're probably a quarterback away. And there are quarterbacks who could be on the move this month. Oh, don't worry, my friend. We'll Save talk. that for later. <clears throat> Righty. But it's going to be a while for them. I don't I don't see them getting back to the Super Bowl. Um, to Ben's point, they may be perennial playoffs, wild card. There's seven spots now. Who knows? But it's not as easy. Sometimes you catch lightning in a bottle. Um, you know, when the Eagles won four years ago, that was supposed to be the new normal. Now, Dougie P is in Jacksonville. <laughs> Carson Wentz is a Colt. So it's it's he didn't win you that Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that was, that was big Dick Nick. the position and damn it. He did. So still, I'll still buy him a drink in Philly if he have, if he ever comes back. Not Ben Simmons. So 
Um, Amanda. <laughs> Sorry. I, 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 I agree. <laughs> I would say that at least for, for five years. That's at least like a minimum. I, I mean, I feel like they're finding their groove at mm-hmm. this point. I mean, it's my favorite, my favorite fantasy duo at this point. I'm good. <laughs> they, they did me a solid this year. Um, but they're finding their groove and the competition as Ben noted and as Marshall noted, it's stiff. It's, it's again, if they were playing NFC East, great. You would probably see them next year, <laughs> the way we're playing. Um, but, you know, they're in they're They've got tough competition. You know, again, you know, I was surprised that they made it. I mean, I was kind of going for the, the chiefs over here on that side, but I mean, you know, I just, I feel like it's going to take them time to find their groove, to build on that offensive line. And that again, they're in a stiff competition area. So that again, that's me at least five years, at least. But I think they'll be in the playoffs for sure. But definitely Super Bowl at least five years. Bill. I don't think they're gonna have any problems finding free agents because if I'm an offensive lineman, I'm gonna be like, oh, I can defend this guy who's only in his second year, who's awesome. Three wide receivers who like we haven't seen a, like a wide receiver core to me reminds me of the '90s Houston Oilers, like you know it's like that awesome, and you know you've got a really great running back in Joe Mixon. I think he's great, and a pretty solid tight end in, and CJ Azuma. Like you've got a good team, a defense that can be built upon. You got a young coach who has who's just got an extension. If I'm an offensive lineman, I'm like hell yeah, I want to go there. Also pay me. Because they got some cap space. Uh, but you do have a guy named Patrick Mahomes there. And also there's Justin Herbert and the Chargers who just missed the playoffs. Mm. And the Raiders, I mean, mm. well, Josh McDaniels, I don't think is going to be a great coach. But the Raiders made the playoff. And they're a good team. And there's so many good teams mm-hmm. in there. And, hey, if the Colts figure it out, that Jonathan Taylor is something else. And the Titans are there, too. Like, that I forget about those Buffalo Bills now. It, yeah, Buffalo they, Bills those guys could absolutely kill it. Although, let's see how their offensive coordinator is because my team has their coach now. So let's see how that goes. But um, I think they'll be just fine because that that AFC East is very weak. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of tough competition there. And don't ever count the Steelers out. I know, no, Ben, whatever. They always find a way. They always do. So, like, listen, it's a tough, it's a tough road to hoe for them. So I could say within the next five years, will they be in the Super Bowl? I could see it again for sure. But it's gonna be a bloodbath to get there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all great points. I will say to going back to what Bill and Marshall were saying, like, I mean, it's super, super competitive and Amanda as well. There are three quarterbacks that I'm generally like genuinely, sorry, genuinely scared of. And it's Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Joe Burrow. Like those three. I think you're going to throw Justin Herbert in there next year. No, I'm not scared of him yet. Next. I'm not scared of that. I'm not scared of that team yet. They need to do something in this offseason to get me scared in terms mm-hmm. of just like what those three quarterbacks can do with like I always say, like, don't give Lamar Jackson time. Don't give Patrick Mahomes time and do not give Joe Burrow time unless you're going to hand off the ball to P. Ryan. Like that should have been a, a, a game winning drive. In my mind, I think that any is- other game, it would have been a game winning drive. He got sh- he got shooken up from that, that really bad hit. 
that we thought he was gonna be like out of the game when he was screaming yeah, pain. limping off or whatever. Yeah. That, I'm like, you know what? If you're gonna say what's gonna stop the Bengals from getting to the Super Bowl, it's the health of Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah but it's the health of anyone. I mean, the reason Lamar didn't get I mean the, the Ravens didn't get far is because Lamar got hurt. Remember, like, I don't know, the Cardinals no, no, they're the, back had the best record. They were undefeated. They were the last team to have to be undefeated. Kyler gets hurt the same. I believe the same game that Hopkins get hurt, got hurt. And yeah, they were yeah. a completely different team after that. They were just shooketh, shooken, done, crazy. Like that team was like, this. yeah, we talked about this. Last just, time we talked about this, we were projecting who could potentially make the Super Bowl. We got all excited about all oh, Cardinals and Ravens. And then <laughs> dead. Yeah. It's like birds. Ornithological podcast. What can I tell you? I'm saying the Bengals had. Thank you, Marshall, for laughing at that. Joe. <laughs> I appreciate you very much for that. The Bengals. I think. I think the Bengals have as good a shot as anyone. A good a shot. To get back to the Super Bowl, to get to the Super Bowl, but literally to get back if everyone stays healthy, because it's kind of the same boat for any of those competing teams. Um, Jamar Chase is also one of the most ridiculous wide receivers I've ever, I've ever seen. Yeah, we're yes. talking the cheat codes. Can, yes. talking cheat codes. The fact he can catch any ball with one hand, whether because here's the thing as a Giants fan, Odell Beckham's big thing was the impossible catch, he'll make it. The one right in the numbers drops it. I've seen it a million times. Um, Jamar Chase is like, hey, is this a ball right to me? One hand. Is this a ball that's like two yards up? Don't worry. One hand. Oh, and I'll make everyone miss. He is obscene as a wide yeah. receiver. Yeah. Yard, yards after the catch with like him and Cup yeah. are just stupid. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, totally agree. We're, we're a couple more Super Bowl questions for you guys. So, can I, can yeah. I throw a question in there? Real oh, quick? show. Yeah. Dude, you shoot. never have oh. to ask. Never have to ask. Because <clears throat> the question was, Draft time. They had the number five overall pick. Their offensive line was a problem last year, talking about the um, mm-hmm. the Bengals. So the question was, do they go Penny Sewo or Jamar Chase? How does everyone feel that that played out? Do you th- do you think maybe if they had Sewo, then then Burrow can make it work with those other receivers and still possibly get there? Or did they make the right pick? They made the right pick. They made the right pick. They made the right pick. I mean, you could have put someone who can replace five linemen. Jamar Chase is like, a again, like I wouldn't say once in a generation, but he is disgusting at his job. And the, the D. Higgins, big thing. Tyler Boyd were guys people are always talking about. Like they're going to yeah. dude. And all of a sudden they add that next piece. And all of a sudden everything makes sense. Like mm-hmm. but I, that, I think the, this year they have to do what you said. They have to go for a lineman. And they have to try and make those moves because if they don't, you can't pass on it for a second year. Yeah. But to go off his overall. Yeah. To, 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 to Marshall's point, like Jamar Chase, they had the relationship from the college days, right? That's why Hertz and Smith, when they, you know, when he actually looks his way, that's why it works so well. That relationship is great. And look at Tua and, and Waddle, right? They're also the, it's in the same boat. So it, it, it was such a smart decision. I don't think they would have chose anyone, even if they had a, a someone, you know, quote unquote, better than mm-hmm. Chase at that at that position. I, I just it always always going to be the right decision. I think that's a new trend too, because uh, Jacksonville did that with uh, Trevor Lawrence Etienne. and Etienne, and Etienne unfortunately got hurt. Got hurt the whole yeah. season. Yeah, I mean, and, and now Robinson's hurt, my dude. 
he, you know, last two years. God damn it, that team. Yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> not good. But I mean, like, when Etienne comes back, he could be great. I think you're going to see a lot more of that where you're going to see, like, here's a good player. Let's get his his guys he's comfortable with. Instead of being yeah. like, you get comfortable with us, we'll get comfortable with you. And I think that's not a, it's not a bad thing, I don't think. I think every draft board, too, you always have, like, these are our glaring needs, but you also have, like, a list of players. Like, if they're there, we're going to draft and we'll figure it yeah. out. It's, yep. it's a potential generational talent, and I think that's what happened with Jamar Chase and some of these other guys. Yeah, the Giants did that. Let's work yeah, out. we were going to we were gonna get Devonta Smith, and we're like, nah, let's get Kadarius Tony. No, which the Eagles traded in to get Devonta Smith. They were very smart. Guess what? We got a first round draft pick out of it. So, uh, which could lead into our second great. Have you seen the, the draft picks for this year? It's not <laughs> we'll looking at it. We'll get into get it. Into it. Get into yeah, it. Y'all, y'all got hope. Y'all got a new regime coming in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, listen, I've we'll seen We'll talk. With we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. Two non uh, two non football questions for you guys. Uh, where does this halftime show rank? I mean, obviously we can talk about how great the halftime show is. Um, we've all probably said our piece at that either uh, two people or on social, but drunk. that's true. Where does this halftime show rank uh, on initial viewing for me? I'm suffering from a stomach bug and eating crackers and Pedialyte. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, traveling back to uh, the mid to late nineties and listening to some of what's up. When you were like uh, an infant, but okay. Yes, sure. Um, and, you know, me and uh, my wife singing to all the songs and our three-year-old looking at us like we've lost our minds. Um, I absolutely loved it. It's one of the most enjoyable ones I've seen in years. I would say it's a top three halftime show for me personally. Where does it rank for you guys? I'm going to start with Amanda. Top five for sure. Loved it. Um, probably even my top three also. Loved it. I was there. Uh, the whole place we just erupted and we're all just like rapping along, you know, say, you know, even Seth's looking at me like what? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it was so, it was so good. Thoroughly enjoyable from beginning to end. Um, I loved the 50 cent cameo. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, I squealed. I was like, Oh my God. And I, even the upside down, although there's a bunch of memes about it now, but the upside down reference. So like even the OG video was great. Um, and I, I had a feeling they were going to do California love and I was, I was good with it. Um, I thought, and even the, just kind of the, the, the bits and pieces of tributes to Tupac were great. I loved those. Um, I wanted a little more Eminem, just a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. I was surprised. I'm like, I'm like, did we need 50 cent? Like I would have done like I mean, at least another song at Eminem. And I, I like 50 yeah, cent, but like, or, um, I, I felt, I felt like it was, we're done. I was like, well, wait, I thought this it felt short to me. I was like, well, we, we could have sacrificed a little bit of the commercials to give us more, <laughs> give us at least a little more. But yeah, I, if I had anything, it would be, I wanted a little more Eminem. But other than that, I loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Well, one thing I forgot to mention was uh, the, like the stage and the actual setup yeah. where the floor was uh, LA skyline, like, like looking from, from below, yeah. like from a plane or whatever. I absolutely love that. And the simplicity of the actual stage, but how intricate it was, like the actual design of it, I was a big fan of. Um, Bill, where does this rank for you? You've seen a, a few Super Bowls in your day. I know, I'm old. Um, the Prince yeah. one is still my favorite yeah. because mm-hmm. I remember that big one. He, he, that was the Bears Colts Super Bowl. And it's pouring rain, and this dude is straight up just killing it. 
covering like Jimi Hendrix doing his greatest hits, man, that's to me, I'm just like that. I, nothing could touch that for me. This is like either close second or third. And what's the second one? I, I just can't remember at this point, but this was great, man. This was like, I felt it was just like, it, it's ridiculous that hip hop has never really been the headliner before. It's just like, guys hate to break it to you. Hip hop has been a mainstream, like cultural phenomenon for like, 30 years. So let's just get, why is this not in a Super Bowl headliner? And, but it was a perfect spot for it. It was in LA. It was in, I believe it was SoFi's in Inglewood. So it made perfect sense to put Dre and Snoop in there. They were great. And opening it with the next episode, when the great all time openers, the crowd, like I felt that crowd was into it. I felt the home crowd was into it. If you didn't like it and you had a lot of negative things to say about it, little self-introspection that's uh, speaking more to you than it is about the halftime show. It was great. It was so much fun. And I feel like that's something we've missed in the Super Bowl halftime show. Fun. Like, let's just have fun with it. Let's just have a good yeah. time. This was a good time. This is a good hang. I like the weekend last year. I thought the weekend was, well, I didn't think it was fun. I'm like, it was very dramatic. It was very outside the box. It was very different. And I like that too, but this was fun. This was like, halftime eating wings drinking beers like good times just like an overall just a good positive vibe and i love how people were making a big deal over like snoop dog ripped a joint before he started the show it's like no shit like it's like have you listened have you followed the man ever like it's dumb but like this was a super fun show man like it was just like i just it's i had a good time with it and it's just like yeah, like that's what we need. And like, listen, listen, and I'll say this: if next year they want to do a country headliner, it's not going to be my thing. But hey, it's not about me. The halftime show is about drawing the audience out. My wife watched it. She's like, I loved it. Every year, it's like they're trying to draw my wife in who doesn't care about football. They're trying to draw in people who don't care about football to watch, and that's what it is. And I'm cool with that. I don't like if it's not about it's if it's not for me. That's cool. You know what it is for me? The rest of the game, <laughs> like that's fine. So I love this halftime show; it was awesome. But Prince is still my number one until Metallica has lines, which will never happen. But you know, don't say don't say that. I, I am going to say that. they're not going to headline. Uh, ben was uh, was Michael Jackson probably the other one that you were trying to think of? Perhaps no, it wasn't no. because I don't remember his halftime show. To be completely honest with you, it was kind it was of like there for like was it Bruce nine minutes. Yeah, I I did. I mean, listen, Bruce can do anything. I mean, I'm from the Jersey Shore. I mean, Bruce can do anything. So it's it's, it's not a fair question. The Beyonce one was really good. I'm just going through the list now. Uh, Ben, where are you? So, I mean, it was for me, it was perfect. I think it was uh, I texted all my friends at the time. I was like, like, this is perfectly tailored for me. But it was perfectly tailored for a lot of people in our general age group because it was all about bringing the nostalgia in. And that was you know, these are the songs that we were, you know, rapping in middle school, high school, etc. And then I would love yeah. to see that video of you in middle school rapping any of these songs. They exist. Um, and then, <laughs> <laughs> but then at the same time, too, like it all ties in with a lot of the commercials that they brought out was the exact same time period. Where, you know, you've got like Austin Power stuff, the cable guy stuff, the uh, Scrubs, I, like I guess, like different TV shows. Everything was like perfectly, you know, centered around our particular age demographic, I feel like. Uh, but yeah, this was exactly the music I listened to. I'm in Amanda's boat, right? I would have liked for them to maybe just held the forgot about Dre like a little bit longer. Like 
if you're not going to give Eminem another song on his own, but um, no he problem. He lose yourself, right? He lose yourself. Yeah. And lose yourself like, is the one that he got most of his song. way in. Yeah. It's also one of the few songs of his you can play without completely redoing it. I feel like there's so much from the Marshall Mathers and Slim Shady that you could have pulled from to do like one more song. Like, from, like you want to stick to the era. Super cool. I mean, they used to put it on TRL so they can edit that. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. They could do it's entirely different lyrics, but I just feel I and I you know what I felt the same way about like I feel like we only got like one one and a half Kendrick songs. I thought that it was, was like yeah, one and a half. I mean, it was and he was fucking like awesome. I, I mean, he could have probably just headlined his own Super Bowl halftime show. Um, I just I don't think he has enough universal appeal slash like like number one hits to do it to warrant it. But I mean, the guy is a performer. There's there's no doubt about it. Uh, Marshall, where's the rank for you? Um, so I, I'm not the biggest Super Bowl halftime show guy. Uh, usually I'm like taking that time to go to the bathroom or, you know, socialize or do anything else. Um, but I did watch this, this halftime show and I thought to, to Bill's point, it was great for LA. It was great for LA. It was great for that culture. They just got a team They're and they're playing in their home stadium for the Super Bowl absolutely outstanding um as far as that call it was entertaining fitty coming down uh, hanging upside down you know it was just all the nostalgia worked um as, as far as that's concerned it was a good show i don't know that i know enough about or have watched enough to be like okay this is my top five because for me super bowl halftime shows are kind of like performative like as far as yeah, who they, they get to do the halftime show and then the I nfl think. being a uh, very hypocritical organization, and and it's, it's it's a lot. Don't give me to drag you down. It was great. It was fun. Loved it for LA. Well, you could say whatever you want, but uh, also, what does your cat think? Because I just saw him slink into the uh, conversation. Uh, she likes to bother me during calls, so she just she just wants to be around right now, and she's yeah. She 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 wasn't with me. We were actually in Tennessee on vacation. Oh. With friends in the cabin for the Super Bowl, and we were we were all kind of hanging out, so that was fun. Uh, where, did you go to Dollywood? It's it was closed. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. All right, so I have next pop break, guys. Staff party's going to be in Dollywood. I have two lightning round questions for you. Don't need long explanations; just quick answers, right on top, right off the top of your head. I'll give you an easy one first because we're going to go back to the halftime show in a second. So, first one: What was your favorite ad of the Super Bowl? I will start with Bill. Nope. I am not counting trailers. Oh, fuck. oh. sorry, sorry, guys. <laughs> no trailers. Ads. Yeah. Pass me an ad. I'm going to start uh, with Bill again. Oh Christ! I'll, I, I just, I just have to like throw one off the top of my head. It'll be uh, the bowling alley. Uh, the middle light bowling alley one. Listen, anytime I can get Steve Buscemi in a bowling, in a bowling alley, alley, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, ben. At toss up with the ones I mentioned, the Austin Powers for General Motors and the cable guy for Verizon 5G. I'll give Jim Carrey the credit for it because I think he stepped back into it and nailed it like perfectly. Amanda. I got trolled by that liquid water one. 
So I'm going to have to go with the one that trolled me with the kids, like drinking. I was like, are liquid they straight? Death. I, was like, yes, liquid liquid death, death. Yeah. I was like, ah, I drink it all the time. What's happening here? I, I've never heard of it before. So I'm like, what it's is going on here? And then I'm like, this is great. And I'm like, are they going to morph into adults later? And I'm like, it's water. So it trolled me. I have to go with that. Although cable guy was my number two. I think we try, to, we try to get liquid death as a sponsor. Oh no, I should try and do that. Cause we definitely have talked about it before. Uh, my bosses keep thinking it's an energy drink and they're like, Oh, your stomach's having problems. You're drinking pounding liquid death energy drinks. I'm like, I'm like water. Bag, it's water. Uh, you know. Marshall, you have a favorite ad. It had to be the QR code. Yes. Oh, it had that's to be the QR code of all the things. It was provocative. It got people up to the TV and <laughs> my brother-in-law did that. He went right up to the TV. Yeah. Well, you had to after it's up there for like 30 seconds. Like, yeah, it was, was, it was a long ad too. Like that was it. That was halfway through, you're like, well, I might as well like see what see what this is going on. But it was a it was a great ad. Al's company just for research for his job. Well, that's the thing. The company that I work for, we did a we we recorded a a reaction uh, podcast to the the ads of the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl in general, but that we ranked that our number one because everything Marshall just said, like not only was it a QR code with no explanation, no branding until the very, very end. Right, it, was, yeah. it was, it was like, really awesome. It was double yeah. the length of a normal ad. It was about a 60 second spot. And the music was so creepy. And it was just like, it worked perfectly because it was just, it was just so intriguing and it did exactly what they wanted to do. Like the, the call to action, scan this. Okay. It's Coinbase. Here's $15 worth of Bitcoin or 15, yeah, $15 worth of Bitcoin for you to sign up for if you're a new member. And, you know, they had promotions for people who are uh, already members and things like that. But it was a great, it was so successful for them that they... Uh, that the website had the most traffic it ever received and it crashed. So mm-hmm. that is telling you That's something like, oh, in terms of value. That's I mean, no. Drunk people were probably like in bars, like waiting for it to perfectly hit the corner too. And like yes. screaming and went crazy when it happened. Yes. That's yeah. a thing, you know, for from no the reason, office. But, but it's definitely a thing. So. And from the office too. Um, yeah. I'll quickly say that my favorite ad, one of my favorite ads, because I did like a lot of them this year was the FTX, another, uh, another uh, cryptocurrency exchange, the Larry David ad, I thought was great. Um, that was my favorite. And uh, I, you can watch an extended version of that where he's in more scenes on uh, YouTube. So go check that out if you were a fan of the ad. All right, going back to the halftime show, my second um, lightning round question, who would you like to see in next year's halftime show? I'm going to start. So no one steals it from me. Oh, it makes it. zero sense that this band has yet to do it. it. It's not Phoenix. Um, no, that's that's my dream. They play the halftime show in my dream. No, it would be Foo Fighters. It makes almost no hmm. sense that they have not done a halftime show yet. That's actually so, the Super Bowl long. next year. City. Oh, oh it's in Arizona. So I checked. Yeah, I'm like, who is from Arizona? that they would pick like as a native person. The only one that makes sense would be Dirks Bentley. I could see it happening. Yeah. I don't want to, but Foo Fighters, that's my pick. Bill, do you have any? Yeah. Metallica. <laughs> you want to see Metallica? I would love to. I would. Hey, I, man. I would love to hey. see it. It's not going to happen. I could. Foo Fighters, I think is very plausible, but I would love to see Metallica. Happen. They're my favorite band. So uh, I would love to see it. It's a very generic white dude answer, but I would love to see it. 
looks like Amanda's still thinking, so I'm going to give her another yeah. second. Uh, ben. This is too much EDM these days, so they're never going to do a DJ. But uh, <laughs> uh, like, I was supposed to go to Rage Against the Machine. They had said. I canceled. He was DJ in the pre-show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Go, Ben. You were saying Rage? Yeah, I bought tickets to the, their big comeback show or whatever before like COVID happened, so I didn't get to go. So that would have been cool. Um, it's either that or they go with like the new thing now where you, you throw like the blink 182s and the yellow cards and all those people, you know, from my like nostalgic time period again. Yeah. Um, the only thing I could see not happening with Rage is to being too political, but like then again, they had Beyonce, and yeah. I think they kind of are, you know, even Eminem kneeling um during the this halftime show, I think they're like more like lenient i guess and more kind of for it because they they feel like they're gaining like you know good uh good press actually really kind of split press but i think people don't hate the nfl as much when they get to see stuff like that marshall do you have a pick hot girl meg Ooh, oh. it's gotta be the stallion it's, it's gonna be hot down there I, it's arizona I she's see, having an amazing year yeah it's nuts. Like right now, she's actually uh, opening for Dua Lipa on her tour, which is insane to me to think about. I absolutely, I'm listen. I feel like it's a cult. I adore Dua Lipa. We know. I adore her. And she deserves, this is her first major like arena tour. Nice. Megan the Stallion could be headlining her own arena tour. In fact, she could be headlining her own stadium tour at this point. She is one of the biggest names in music. So it's crazy to me that she is opening. Um, I can't see uh, that happening for long, but I could see her definitely at some point playing a halftime show. Amanda, do you have one? This is tough. Um, So I love rock music in general. Um, So Foo Fighters is a great choice. I'm always down for that. Um, I wouldn't mind, I guess, even seeing somebody like Muse, even though they I would put love to see for that. a while. They are amazing live. Um, I got to see them at ACL and they are just, they are insane. I think somebody, you know, even like, see, it's, it's really, really hard to, it's hard to think. Cause I'm like, what would I, what would I actually want to see? Um, I mean, just somebody, I think like a rock band, whether it's like Metallica or Foo or somebody that can just come in and just tear down the house and you have the lights, you have like the, the, I don't know, I'm thinking like eighties hairband style, but like the, the, the fog or like the, I don't know, just, just somebody that could come in and, and pack a punch yeah. would be great. And I, I miss like good rock music like that or alternative. Question. Um, Jay-Z, has Jay-Z ever been involved in a halftime show? He produces them now. Doesn't, isn't he like the, is he still doing that with the NFL? Is, is anyone aware of this? Wasn't he? Like, that's like a, that's like a layup headliner for me. Like, yeah, he's the biggest artists in the world. Like, how does he not deadline? Yeah, unless he doesn't want to. I mean, that's that's a huge problem. layup. I think he's more of like the man behind the street, like pulling the strings. Like, I think he'd rather produce them than do anything else because I believe he's the one who did. God, not the Maroon Five one, but the one, the one before it. Maybe I don't know. Oh, I, I have one more to throw in there. Um, we got to see him do this a few years ago, and we got to see his his partner in crime in this year's Super Bowl. I would love to see a Silk Sonic halftime show. Give me Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack just just Too serenading, soon. crushing Too it. Too soon. Too soon? I know, but I want to see it. 
I just want I don't understand. One of the biggest crimes I think of a Super Bowl halftime show was they put Red Hot Chili Peppers as co-headliner with Bruno Mars. I'm like, you don't yes. do that. I find Red Hot Chili Peppers to be boring as shit. So boring. Uh, and um, I'm just like, Bruno Mars is a he's a, an entertainer. That's what I'm saying. Let him entertain. Like, you don't yeah. need the fucking Red Hot Chili Peppers. You know what I mean? Like, he should have headlined that solo. Silk Sonic's great. The weekend did it by himself. And obviously it was during COVID and maybe it would have been different because of, you know, regulations and stuff. But like he put on a, a pretty awesome performance by himself. I right. don't think you need a star studded lineup every single year. I, I really think a Foo Fighters would be amazing. Just make it one act, you know, or I, as Marshall is saying, it's too early. Give Bruno Mars another chance to to show off that he is one of the greatest performers living right now. And mm-hmm. throw in Anderson Pack, the happiest high drummer ever, and just make great music together because they—that's what Silk Sonic does. All right. Did you, did you watch the little Dicky thing? What's that? Did you watch the little Dicky like first quarter intermission show? No. It's Please send that to me. It's basically Wait. like a brief episode. Like it's. Oh great. my god! All right, remind me after the show to uh, after this to watch it because I need to. Just got renewed for season three. Uh, so exciting. Nice. Okay. You know, Pro, Pro Jam has never played the Super Bowl, have they? No, but they played they, Asbury Park and Al and I, they, Al and I were there for that. I was there. See, I'd be so cool good. with them playing too. You know what? I, who I really would have wanted to see if they if Chester was still alive, Lincoln Park. From he's from Arizona. Yeah, I would have I would have wow. absolutely yeah. that's who popped to my mind first, but then I'm like, obviously you know what would have been a great halftime show if they had run back the Jay Z Lincoln Z Lincoln Park, Park. Yeah. collision course. Collision Fuck course that album was on that so back that would for a halftime show that would have been huge. <laughs> but that would be my number one answer. Without actually, Chester. going back to it. No, yeah. you can't do it. Can't do it without Chester. By the way, Chester, Chester as the lead singer of ST as Stone Temple Pilots saw that live. He was incredible. Insane. Um, all right. Now we're gonna get into actual more football. <sighs> <laughs> the NFC East. Sad. All right, guys. Where does your team need to be in the off season to get better? Where, where, where do you guys, where do you guys, what does your team need to be better than they were in 2021? We're going to go from least destructive to most. So I'm going to start with Amanda. Amanda, where do you think the, what do you think the Cowboys need to do in the off season right now to prepare to be better in 2022 we just need to shake we just need to shake off the damn mentality that we have we have the tools we obviously can play we won the nfc east championship but we just need to get our heads out of our asses and actually i'm just gonna say it as a frustrated cowboys fan um and just can play consistently throughout like i don't know what it is that we choke every time we go to the playoffs or we choke like we choke where it's like, oh, we can we get close to the Super Bowl. We choke. Jerry just needs to let people coach. <laughs> it's the same problem that we've had for years. And, you know, I'm like, I'm here. Like, I'm tough. I'd be here like, don't pay them until they win me a Super Bowl. <laughs> That's how mad I am at this point. Um, cutthroat. Because it, it's the same issues that we run in. We have the talent on the, we have the talent. We can, we made it this far. <laughs> We just, for some reason, we just can never shake actually playing consistently the whole time through playoffs, through to the Super Bowl. We just can't do it. 
And we need to figure out why that is. And just, again, we've got the talent. We've got the people. We are healthy for the most part. Um, Let's just, something has to change. Jerry just needs to let coaching happen. Get away from my team, Jerry. Get away. (laughs) Stay away. Lysol, something. I don't know. Um, But it's the same problem we've had every year. Can I I throw a general Cowboys question out to the group? Sure. No. I heard it on ESPN. That's why I'm asking this question. Is, oh no, it's an argument between Stephen A. Smith and Chris Mad Dog Russo. Is Dak the guy? Well, they've, already, they've already paid everybody and they're stuck with the players that they got. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, that's a very literal answer. <laughs> I, I, I don't know because I think Dak like has shown like he could be real good. Yeah. And I don't know if it's on him or it's the play calling or whatever, but like I think Dak's a good quarterback. I really yeah. do think he's a good quarterback. So Mike McCarthy is more of a question mark than Dak is. And Jack yeah. he is. The clock management's a question too. But. Yeah, that's it. That's really it. It comes down to management. Because Dak can Dak can do it. Dak can do it. He's done some incredible things this season. Um, I just it's it's I feel like they just need to look at their management. They need to look at who's making the calls and just or the, the plays and just and it just is Jerry. <laughs> I, I also think, I mean, this can just be me too, but I also feel like they're missing that like one explosive player, right? They That used to be Zeke. Well, and I think it could be TD, yeah. maybe. I mean, it, it could be. If he can step it up. Yeah, it Mark Cooper, be. I don't think he's there. I don't think, I mean, I don't, he, they just, I'm saying they don't have a cup. They don't have a chase. They don't no. have a Debo. Like, I mean, Dak, they're missing Dak is that. it. Dak is Dak it. Is it really yeah. But Dak is it. I mean, when you ask people who who do you know from the Cowboys, it's Dak. Zeke yeah. potentially could have, but I just I don't he's, think no. I don't he think he's going to be he have it anymore. He had it. No, he, he had it, it. Right. I mean, there's yeah. no drive in him. <laughs> so I mean, they need somebody other. They need they need that missing link. They need that. They need that. That's what we need to focus on. We don't have mm-hmm. money, but um, no, is getting no that is somehow even Colt, maybe looking at who, who we have and trying to find like, who is that chase or who is I, that? I, that it could be CD. I don't know. That's only his second year. I mean, so. He's got potential. I mean, he's he's we can groom him correctly. We just need to, we just need to make it not Dak. <laughs> For sure. Dak uh, do Marshall, you, yeah. I saw you, you had some, I was going to say Marshall, before we get into your uh, Eggles, do you have any thoughts on the Cowboys? No. All right. Then let's get into the <laughs> let's 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 get into the birds then. So, Marshall, what does your team need to do in the offseason to get in a better place for the 2022 season? And I'm gonna throw a little bonus question for you. Will Jalen Hurts be your starting quarterback next year? Wow. So those are your two Whoa. those are your two questions. That is that is indeed um captivating questions and they both can be answered in the same way uh Jalen Hurts should be our quarterback next year and the reason Mm -hmm. that that should be is because we should use all three first round draft picks on players talent infuse the defense infuse the defense with young talent who can run who can hit um, the Kobe Dean may be there 15. I wouldn't even mind packaging two of those picks to go up to get Devin Lloyd. Uh, we have to draft a linebacker 
And we have to come back and try to infuse some talent in all three levels of the defense. So if we kept all three, all three picks, we should go DN, linebacker, corner, and or safety. Not necessarily in that order. We need young talent and we have to be patient and allow Howie to build a team. Howie has to be patient and allow himself to build a team. It is much easier to be a quarterback away, as the Rams have shown, than it is to be to have a quarterback and nothing else, as the Lions have shown for all the people who love Matthew Stafford and all these other quarterbacks. People forget Aaron Rodgers got his Super Bowl in 2009. Yep. They've had him the rest of the time. Why hasn't he got another ring? He makes too much money. <laughs> they draft Jordan Love. <laughs> There's only one wide receiver. Yeah. They, 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 they. We, we gotta, we gotta be disciplined. We gotta be patient, and I think that the rest will take care of itself. I think Sirianni is a good young coach. I think Jalen Hurts can get us back to the playoffs. I mean, I would love to give him an opportunity to develop, and he's cheap. So he is. let's figure now. figure everything else out. You know, did, did you guys are you guys losing Kelsey and um, your left tackle? Kelsey should be back for another year. He's not sure as far as the last time I heard, but he'll probably end up coming back. Our left tackle is top five tackle in the league. Um, Jordan Mailata, who just signed a um, a extension during this season. No. And I think that he could uh, he's 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 a beast. No, you know who I'm thinking? I'm thinking of Jason Peters. He's not on your team anymore, right? No, but Brandon Brooks retired, so we did yeah. lose him, but he was often injured anyway. Yeah. So this was tough to decipher because we were going from best to worst. But since there's two people who have to talk about one team, I'm going to go to Ben to talk about the Washington Commanders. Mm-hmm. That is their name. Such, that is all you have to say. That is their name. That is their name. That's the slogan. They, we should, are the have Washington kept, they should have kept the football team. Sorry. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Um, they could have went Red Wolves. They could have went so many different ways. I, the unis I, are dope, though. I, I do like the unis. Yeah, they're good. I would have liked the Red Wolves. How much merch yeah, have you purchased yet? Good. Have you purchased any merch? No, I purchased no merch. I don't like any of the merch that they really have outside of like one hoodie, but they screwed up. It's too big of a conversation. They screwed up like the, the <laughs> emblem with the dates of the Super Bowls or like they put the date oh, that the Super Bowl that. was played and not the year of that season, which is not standard tradition. And they're having That's a fight weird. NFL to fix it. We can't even make weird. merchandise properly. No, We're, no. How can you manage a team? So, Ben, you have kind of similar questions. <clears throat> yeah. What um, does your team need to do? And who will be the quarterback yeah. for the Washington <laughs> Commanders? Quarterback, obviously, being the glaring need. I mean, we had a thousand yard running back in Antonio Gibson. We had a thousand yard receiver in Terry McLaurin. Our offensive line outside of Brandon Sheriff doesn't have like a lot of names, but they were actually pretty good. Our defense on paper should have been top five as they were the year before, but they really weren't that great. But I don't think that that's the biggest weakness outside of linebacker. Um, quarterback, that's that's what Washington needs to be competitive. You know, way back before the season started, there was all this optimism, you know, coming from you guys. And I was feeding into it as well, thinking, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick might potentially be able to come in and, you know, win us some games. But then we finished seven and 10 with, you know, Heineke at quarterback. Um, 
So we need a quarterback. We could do it a couple different ways. You know, the year before we tried to throw all the money in the world at Matthew Stafford. Uh, for some reason, he wanted to go somewhere where he could win a Super Bowl instead of weird. I don't know yeah. why. Doesn't make sense. Wild stuff. Uh, Crazy. So this year, there's you know there's some potential options out there. Um, the only ones worth really talking about, like you could throw out. Aaron Rodgers isn't coming to us. Deshaun Watson's not going to come to us. Even if he did want to come to us, which he doesn't, we've got too many problems with Dan Snyder and, you know, allegations that we don't need to bring Deshaun Watson into it as well. Hmm. Um, so the other guy would be Russell Wilson. I would sell, you know, all of our first round draft picks, you know, for the next three seasons in order to bring Russell Wilson, just to give us a guy that I think can be a quarterback for five years uh, and be really solid. But um, unfortunately I, I can't see him coming to us either. I feel like we're going to try to throw money at him. Ron Rivera is going to make a run at him like we always, you know, try to do with a big quarterback like that. But if I'm Russell Wilson, I don't come to us either. Um, I recommended that we allow whatever quarterback does want to come to us to be the one to name the team. I would have been happy with that. We could be the Russell Wilsons next season. That would have been <laughs> okay. uh, whatever we need to do. Um, but what's probably going to happen is we're not going to get one. Uh, we could be really stupid and we could get Jimmy G or Trubisky or somebody dumb like that. That's just going to keep us right where we are, you know, where we've been for the last you know, 15, 20 years. So we'll probably draft one. Um, we've got the number 11 pick uh, for me. And so my guess is who our quarterback will be will be Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh. He's the number one guy on the board for me. Um, just watching a little bit of college. I I watch my team in college and then, you know, some popular games here and there, but because guys like him, uh, Matt Coral, uh, uh, Malik Willis out of Liberty, like those are the kind of the guys that are getting thrown around in the top, you know, a couple of quarterbacks off the board. I do think based on the latest mock drafts and whatnot, that we could have the number one quarterback available, you know, dropped us. And I think that'll be Kenny Pickett. And I'm totally on board with starting him week one, you know, or you can do the open competition thing with Heineke, but Heineke, I think, proved last year that he's good enough to put us, you know, around 500. Um, he can come in and win some games. He had some great moments, but he's not uh, he's not the guy that's going to be the franchise quarterback for us. So hopefully Kenny Pickett is. And if that doesn't work out, then by God, we do the Arizona Cardinals thing and we try again next year with our number one draft pick and, you know, keep trying until somebody sticks because that's it's always going to be our problem until we get one. We haven't had one since before I was born. Basically. Mark Rippett. Yeah. Mark Rippon, but he was only there for like a couple of years in that mode of like being like that perennial guy. I would love to have somebody. Aaron Rodgers won one Super Bowl, but he was there for, you know, 15, 20 years. So I want a guy that's there for 10 years and we just don't have that ever. <laughs> Your guys thing, I always feel is like health. Like you yeah, always have 9,000 every single season. Yeah. yeah. We lost like, I mean, so many guys, even on the offense, like we... If you remember the last time we talked and we did one of these, um, we were rock bottom. We had just lost to Denver, I think. And I was like, all right, well, we're out of it. And then the very next week, for some reason, we decided to beat Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks and go on like a 4-0 run back to 500. We're in the playoff race again. All we have to do is go through this NFC schedule. And then we proceed to get swept by the Cowboys and Eagles and only beat you know your Giants to finish off the season, uh, which is why I'm talking now <laughs> instead of you guys. <laughs> Absolutely right. But yeah, I mean, we, we got hurt. JD McKissick was out. We lost Logan Thomas like twice. On yeah, the I know. Yeah. Curtis yeah. Samuel. Curtis Samuel played like a few snaps. Like he never really was there for us. Ryan Fitzpatrick, like we talked about, got hurt the first quarter. Like offensive mm -hmm. line was makeshift. We lost like sweat to a jaw fracture. We lost Chase Young for the season. Like our team, we went through four kickers. Like we we were just a mess. And a lot of it's injury and a lot of it's self-imposed. But yeah. When we, 
when we first talked about the the season, like the upcoming season, I said like, dude, watch out for watch out for the football team. Like they on paper, they they look really good. And Fitzmagic has a history of just being magical. And literally everything that went wrong that could have went wrong did. He was magical. He made himself disappear. Like he that. made himself disappear, <laughs> and he brought Chase Young with him. And you know, you brought the probably one of the best defensive players, top five, um, top ten, out. Uh, yeah, it was rough. I, it was rough. I all, do think all Chase Young could be like the comeback player of the year next year. Oh yes, yeah, sure. He wasn't really doing great, but he was he was impacting plays. He just wasn't getting to the quarterback for the actual sack. I think he'll come back next year with a vengeance because he's going to want yes. the contract eventually. So, for sure. All right, now we have to get to the worst part of the entire podcast. Well, let's try to make this brief. You know, we can just you know scream the word. We? we can scream. We can scream the words "offensive line" over and over and over again. But what do the Giants need? to do during the off season. And I guess the only other question is, will they do it? That's the follow-up question. Uh, Bill, you could speak for both of us here so we can get into some more uh, around the NFL, but yeah. Giants. What do the giants need to do? Fucking everything. <laughs> like literally we are such a piece of shit team. Like um, this, like once uh, Danny Dimes went down and they put that fabulous Mike Lennon in and then, you know, um, who was it was Jacob from once we put that in, I have watched the New York Giants play football since I was born and um, I have never seen them play worse. I really haven't. They, they, they were, they, they were awful. That offensive line is putrid. Uh, I think the defense has talent. Um, they're in salary cap hell, so we're going to have to jettison like so many players, including James Bradbury, who is a great cornerback. Um, they're going to let a lot of people go. That Leonard Williams contract is looking worse and worse every day. He played hard, but he didn't really do it. You let you, you they everything they could have done wrong. They did. Hey, you know who helped? The Bengals get into the Super Bowl this year. BJ Hill, you know who where he came from? The goddamn Giants, because we <laughs> traded him for Billy Price, their backup center, and Billy Price sucks. Um, hey, you know that guard we got from the Ravens? You know who the best player on the Ravens offensive line was? The guy we let sign there for less money than he was making on the Giants. Dave Gettleman was a goddamn disaster. Joe Shane, I hope, can do something, anything. Brian Dable, who I was not huge on becoming the coach. I wanted Brian Flores because I felt like, hey, when are the Giants great? When our defense is fucking dope. And you know what? He would have made it really good. Wink Martindale, I have faith because I've watched that Ravens defense for a long time. My buddy's a big Ravens fan. So I'm like, okay, maybe we can do something here. They And listen. You bring in Brian Cox, the former Miami Dolphin, who was a who was a stud defensive player. I'm like, okay, I'm feeling all right about that. But I've seen so many coaches and so many offensive coaches come in and say they're going to fix this team. Pat Shermer, um, that whatever that numbnuts who was before him, who was with Green Bay, like they were all awful. Joe Judge, awful. 
I'm hoping Dayball is a good coach and can bring a better full spectrum of, 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 of winning culture here because the Giants haven't had it since Eli Manning in that, 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 impro- that improbable second Super Bowl run. Um, they need a line. They need to get Saquon Barkley going. They need to get to their wide receivers. They need to trade Kenny Galladay. They need to figure out a tight end. Listen, they need I, to somehow blast Evan Ingram into the moon. He's a get him agent. off the no, planet. He's a free agent. He'll go somewhere else. Thank the he's Lord. The Gary Sanchez can't catch tight a ball. He has two good games, and everyone says he's got potential, and then it's awful. No. Like, like Caden Smith, let him catch five balls a year and let him block. That's fine. I don't care. Like, there are so many things the Giants need to do. We are fucking terrible. I'm sorry yeah. for swearing so much, but you don't understand how awful we are. Actually, anyone who knows <laughs> knows that we are a doormat. And that's, that's why we're all my, here. This is group therapy. We my, know how yes, my biggest yes. concern. With and if you're ever going to swear on a podcast, this is the one to do it. Well, it's also <laughs> my site and my podcast. So, yes, I will swear a lot. But it is it is the biggest problem is what is Daniel Jones? My biggest concern is they said he cannot play till August. Can he actually be the quarterback for the Giants? I'm not even talking about what his potential is. Yeah. Physically. Can he play? And the Giants cannot be dumb and say, let's go get, let's re-sign Mike Lennon. He was so good. He no. was a piece of shit. I have never no. seen a worse quarterback than goddamn Mike Lennon. If I ever met him on the street, I'd punch him in the throat. Like, I swear yeah. to God, I would. And I'm not a violent person, but you're a dick. And Joe Judge, you wanted to sign him? Um, <laughs> this is, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's just, ah. But anyway, they need a guy to to be a competent backup and i hear a lot of sports talk in the new North, northeast saying trade your draft picks for russell wilson i don't know i don't know there is a pass rusher out there and the giants are great when we have a pass rush michael strahan lawrence taylor justin tuck matthias kiwanuka jpp that's when we were great if we can get this Thibodeau guy who's supposedly the second coming of Christ when it comes to pass rush, draft him. And, you know, deal the other pick. I don't know if Russell Wilson makes sense. I don't know if we could even afford Russell Wilson. New York New York Yankees shortstop Russell Wilson, I should say. Uh, but regardless, if you can make the deal and a, send Jones and a draft pick, sure, fine. But keep one of those picks, get that pass rusher. You, the Giants are a meat and potatoes team, and when we're good, when we have that, when we can be defense, when we can run the ball, we're unstoppable. That's when we win Super Bowls. That's why I've seen four out of five Super Bowl wins. And also, mm-hmm. Scout Norwood missed a kick. I get it. A couple things I'll say. Um, I feel <laughs> I mean, like I get it. The um, for the head coach and the was it uh, is the GM and the head coach are both from the, the Bills organization, right? Yes. Yeah. So I. Th- feel like their interview process um they the, you know they started off with like the you know the easy question of like why do you think you'll be you know good for this job and they just said do you see the bills that was us we did it that was we did that like that's i mean that's a pretty good resume to to you know to turn around a, a pretty abysmal organization a, a, a kind of just 
forgotten organization and made them, you know, one of the best, most exciting teams to watch. And I think I'm, I'm really excited about, you know, those additions because I think that's what they're going to try to do here, or at least attempt to do if, you know, they can, you know, avoid the pitfalls from the past, the things that I'm, I mean, you know, Bill hit on so many and that's the problem. There are too many problems almost to, to solve. Um, you know, I'm a little scared about DJ that, it, you know, that's a rough injury and uh, I don't know if he can bounce back, but I do have faith that he is a good quarterback. He just been dealt the, the worst hand ever of being on the giants when they're in a, just abysmal kind of slump of being shit. Um, I'm the wide receiver core is, is, is really not great. If we're talking, you know, the Bengals with their, their three amazing wide receivers or the Rams with theirs. And, you know, there's plenty of other teams who have just very exciting wide receiver. This is like, I don't even think they throw the ball during a giants game because they're like, a, there's no protection for the quarterback. So he's getting sacked all the time. And B who you're throwing to like, no one is open. They're all bad. So we're hurt. So something needs to happen. I don't think Kenny Galladay or Kadarius Tony had a touchdown, right? All no. season. Kadarius like, Tony, that's I think, weird. I think, I think Kenny Galladay will be traded. I think Kadarius Tony will stay with the Giants. Yeah, he'll stay uh, with the Giants. And I think Shepard he's good. He's very good, but he needs to be surrounded by other people that you know can divert the other defensive players away so he can make a play. And that's just not happening with the other team, uh, the other teammates. So can I ask yeah. a, I'm gonna ask a question and just usurp your power here for a second. Does anyone sure. think the Giants next year, non-Giants fans, do you think the Giants could be any better than they were last year? Absolutely. Yeah. God, I want to hug, hug you, Marshall. I want to give you a big hug. Right That's now. why this is a therapy session. Yes. What, what, was, what was your record this year? Uh, shit and shit. He's <laughs> slightly I mean, better than shit. <laughs> I mean, you, can, you can only go up. Can we be 500 this year? Absolutely. You see it. I mean, the NFL is built for this, right? Like yeah. the, 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 it's so easy. Well, it's not easy, but the league is tailored to allow teams to go from worst to first. It's how it's made. Bengals. Like the NBA mm-hmm. has, yeah. uh, you know, bad teams that get in a lottery. It's RNG based. It's so stupid. But if you're in the NFL, you literally get better picks. And De- Gettleman gave you guys a parting gift. You got two first round picks, top five, one of them, right? Five and seven. Five and seven. So you have yeah, two, uh, two picks in the top ten. Yeah, the Bears, because you guys took Devonta Smith. That's why we got that traded over. back, took Tony, got an extra first. For the Bears. And then the Bears suck. So I mean, y'all are y'all are uniquely positioned to do well. You have uh you have a a new coach, new offensive coordinator. Uh, that can either be amazing or trash because, you know, there's no tape, but there is tape or is there not tape or is there, or do we have, we don't know, but either way, y'all have tape on us, uh, which is irrefutable. I think that, I think y'all could easily win eight, nine games next year, especially if some of those players start to, you know, realize their potential under a new coaching staff, a new system Maybe y'all draft Pickett at five. Uh, Remind me to say, if they win nine games le- next year, I'm going to send you a fruit basket. Ooh. Like get, a, edible get an edible arrangement. arrangement. Yeah. 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 There you go. Real tasty. I All right, will. So I'm going to go, we're going to do some lightning 
kind of lightning uh, NFC East questions before we get into the rest of the NFL. Uh, it's a question that's already been proposed uh, to Ben, but I'm going to give it to the, the rest of you. Who will be the Washington Commanders quarterback this uh, upcoming season? Who do you see um, either, uh, you know, is it someone already in the organization or are they going to draft? Or are they going to try to grab someone that might be on the trading block? I will start with Marshall. The commanders, who are they going to have as a quarterback? Who are they going to have? You know, because, you know, it was Heineke. It was Fitzmagic beforehand. He shattered his entire body. Yeah. Who do you you see playing for the greatly named Washington commanders? I don't know that it's going to be somebody who has the choice to be there. I can't really see a lot of folks looking at that situation to Ben's point and saying, oh, this is this is where I need to be. so maybe someone through trade, if Deshaun Watson settles his 22 lawsuits or, um, you know, something else happened. Yeah, I really kind of look at somebody like Marcus Mariota that probably has been behind David Carr. Maybe they move David Carr. Maybe David Carr comes out to, to D.C. and something happens. I don't know. I don't know. Which car is it? Is it Derek or Derek, David? Derek. Derek. There's too many cars. David was the older one. That David was the older, older one. one. He played for the Giants at one point. No longer with us. <laughs> no longer with us? Is he I'm not like dead. I was like, no, like oh, shit, did he die? <laughs> I was like, yeah, what? No. Yeah, Mari- Mariota was like, it's like there's a few quarterbacks from that like between 2015 and 2018, 2019 draft class that has just, they kind of kind of came and went. They're like backups now. We're just not playing. What's the uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Taylor uh, is it Tyrod Taylor? He's he's like kind of like half alive now after almost getting murdered. (laughs) That team, yeah, yeah, he'd be able to come in and like play one game and then get hurt, or 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 even um, uh, I think the the Steelers have him now unless they dropped him was uh, uh, Haskins. We had. <laughs> He's not coming back. <laughs> not coming back. You don't want Haskins. I can promise again? you one thing: there's no way Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> no, but like it's back. just like just just hearing Marcus Mariota is just like again or Trubisky. It's like these quarterbacks that are kind of just like lingering that used to be first round or top draft reason. picks. There yeah. is a reason, but also like think about the teams that some of these were like on. Like Trubisky yeah. was on the Bears, in like the worst kind of bear, like position you could be in, and you know again Haskins on. <laughs> He was on the formerly named Redskins. So and despite what happened to Tennessee in the playoffs, there are teams that are going to look at that model and say, hey, who fits our system? Who can come in and run this offense? And sometimes that's that's really key. Like Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. The Rams just needed a functional quarterback that can make a couple big throws a game. Yeah. They got that and won a Super Bowl. Maybe a few less picks next time. Uh Bill. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. I mean, it just, it almost makes makes too much sense. Is this just a make Ben sad like segment? Yeah. I mean, it's therapy, right? Therapy, you don't. You being sad in football. He's not always happiness. Here's, this is going to Marshall's point. Like, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a better quarterback than Taylor Heineke. I think he could be a better quarterback than Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think, yeah, he made a bad decision in the end of that uh, divisional, you know, that championship game. But I also think he's a good quarterback. I think I think a lot of people are like, it's everything but Jimmy G. 
he's not a bad quarterback. I mean, if you're going to throw to Terry McLaurin, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're going to have Antonio Gibson, you, you make sure that line, if, if Washington is healthy, you have so many pieces and Jimmy G is not dumb. He's a good game manager. He's he has a good arm. He can make these, he can work with these guys. And I think Ron Rivera is a very good coach. I think he's one of the best coaches in the NFC. I think he's better coached Mike McCarthy. I think he's he's taken scraps and he's done really well with them in the past throughout his career. And I think if you got Jimmy G, I think knowing Washington, you would give up too much for him. But like, I think he could be a really good quarterback for you guys. I, I'm not saying that just to, 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 to rain on your day. I, I think mean, Garoppolo I just, would be good. I just Roger think Rain Jimmy really G well with Cam Newton in his prime. Uh, outside of that, he had Kyle Allen and he's had Washington's monstrosity of quarterback. So, yeah. 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 And you, and like last year, not the last season, the season before, you made the playoffs and you should have beat Tampa, but there were some very suspect calls. Yeah, we and won after, six games last year. We won seven this year. We weren't good. The NFC East was just. Yeah. Terrible. But I'm just saying, like, you were in the Why playoffs here. Tampa. And <laughs> if it weren't for a few very suspect calls, Washington would have beaten Tampa. We beat them this year, but we're still bad. Yeah. I think, I think the Jimmy G of it all is. <laughs> it's the very it's a very Washington exactly. thing to do. It would be the most like like oh it's on brand for sure. It's I'll super on brand, percent. right? It's, it's just, like it putting a band-aid on like, you know, yeah. something he's that average, requires more than a used to having average quarterbacks and yeah. you get an average team in an average league. So that'll be on brand and just I just hope we try to get somebody new, go for the unknown, get a rookie rather than. I think that's your best bet. I mean, that's uh, what Amanda was going to say. That's go what ahead. I was going to say. Amanda, go. That's actually what I was going to say. You need you need somebody fresh. You need a rookie because I feel like you know to Marshall's point, you know you're going to get somebody if you're going with somebody established there through trade or what. They're not going to necessarily want to be there. <laughs> it's not going to be. It's not going to be a willing. Oh, I'm going to go to Washington because I want to go commando. Yes, I've been wanting mm. to say that all night. <laughs> <laughs> and I got yeah. it. Oh, um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Somebody had to do it. Um, yeah, it was you. You, you know, it had to. Somebody, I was like, nobody's going to say this, guys. Nobody. Um, but, you know, having somebody with just fresh blood, fresh blood, somebody you can work with that's healthy <laughs> for one thing. Um just, yeah, a rookie could bring in you, somebody you can mold and grow and just, yeah, I just think I, I just groom him. I mean, he's somebody healthy, maybe, you know, it just right off the bat. <laughs> um, but definitely for me, I think a, a rookie would be a wise, a wise choice versus somebody established. We are. It could be set up really well in, in yeah. Washington. By the way, yeah. if y'all defense stop underachieving, like y'all defense underachieved this year. Yeah, but if y'all defense has a bat a bounce back year next year, and y'all got a defense or a rookie that can just come in, function the offense, still rely on that running game. Terry McLaurin is a monster. I mean, like, like just like the Giants, y'all have a chance to, you know, make some. It can only some- can only go up from here, right? <laughs> While we're while we're talking quarterbacks, we're going to get some more light because because we are pretty high on or running on time. We're almost at 11 o'clock, almost at a two hour pod, which uh, wouldn't have it any other way when, when it comes to this group uh, specifically because of the therapy session that I need being a Giants fan. 
let's do a couple lightning, more lightning rounds. Um, who will win in the East? This has to be an unbiased opinion. This has to be just using logic. Who do you think is going to win in the East this upcoming season? I'm going to go first. I think it's the Eagles. I think it's the Eagles. Um, they have so much young talent. I think going if 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 they listen to Marshall and what needs to be done. This I think out of every team here, I think they have the least amount to do. Maybe up there with the Cowboys in terms of like needing to improve in the off season. Um, find find like a, a, a QB coach or something for Hertz to just let him get out of his own head and throw the ball like throw some bombs to, to Smith. Um, I think, I think we can see the Eagles having a, a, not a Super Bowl run, but definitely making the playoffs and definitely being the, the, the top team in the East bill. I'll throw it to you next. Eagles. Uh, I definitely think the Eagles got a team. I think they, they, they got a lot of promise. I don't know what their salary cap situation is, but if I'm looking at any team, in the NFC East, I'm like, you know, you know what team's got the highest upside? That's goddamn Eagles. And I would go there. And you, you got a bunch of running backs that are good. You got some receivers that are good. You got a great tight end. Um, add a couple pieces here and there, and you're good to go. Man, I feel like you're not liking the answer so far, but I would love to hear your unbiased I, opinion. Unbiased, though, I do have to go with the Eagles. Yeah. They've got more room. They've got more room to play. They, they have a, a much – they're just in better shape overall. <laughs> They're at the Marshall's Cowboys. Like, Stop, damn it, cursing my eagle. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, keep it going. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, it just the Eagles are just—they're just better off, honestly. Just more well-rounded. Just and again, they've got—they've got the room. You know, we're 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 stuck with what we have at the Cowboys. Um, and I mean, we we did it this past year. It's great, but you know, the Eagles are going to come back with a, a vengeance. And uh, so I, as much as I love my Cowboys, it's, it's going to be the Eagles. And. Well, I'll say the Cowboys just because I think that they, they do have what they have, what they have is good enough to get the playoffs and win the NFC East, you know, um, without having to do a whole lot. Um, I don't think that they're by any means like a Super Bowl contending team as of right now, but uh to win the East, I think they've got that. The only, I mean, the Eagles are, are right there as well. And the only way I could see Washington do it is if we get a quarterback and I don't have a lot of faith in us. So I'm, I'm sticking with the Cowboys for, for right now and for looking at just next year. Marshall. Yeah. Um, the only reason I say us is because there hasn't been a repeat winner of the division in like 30 years. So, yep. um, but I'm not necessary that it's going to be us. I just don't think it's going to be the Cowboys. But with that seventh wild card spot, it can go a lot of ways. And there's a lot of ways that each of our teams can fuck up, which we are all very used to. So yes. these type yes. of predictions at this time of the season, maybe after the draft, I'll feel different. But yeah. I'm not very confident that the Giants aren't going to make some great improvements or that. The commanders are going to make some great improvements. Dallas is built for the regular season. The problem is all those players that wanted to be a cowboy never saw them win because they were already too. It already happened before they were born. They never saw them win in the postseason. So um, I was talking to my best friend about this. He's a Cowboys fan. But 
they they don't know how to win and it's not jerry it's not the coaching it's something something systemic in that organization right now the next few questions are going to be dedicated to to some quarterback trade rumors free agency all that nonsense these can be kind of lightning if you unless you want to extend on some of these uh reasons let's start with probably the biggest one and it's uh, aaron rodgers um i say that as a sigh because i feel like if you asked me like three years ago what i felt about aaron Rodgers, I'd be like oh yeah he's awesome now i just like i hate seeing his name trending i hate headlines i hate i probably hate who he's dating or married to at the moment is and, single and I, hate, single I know i know and i hate just anytime he's on the Pat McAfee show. So every week. Where where is I guess the question is, is Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay? And if not, where does he go? I will start with Marshall. Yeah, he's staying in Green Bay. Yeah. Okay. I, I love that. Just just very sure of yourself. Uh, and you might be right. Probably right. Bill. Everyone says Denver. Denver's going to have to move heaven and earth, and I don't think they are. So I think he stays in Green Bay. Ben. Just, and I, you know what? I want him to stay in Green Bay just to piss him off. <laughs> He's a dick. And <laughs> yeah, Aaron Rodgers is in complete control of what he wants to do. And I just, I think he'll stay in Green Bay because they'll give him anything that he wants at this point. Yeah. But they, what did they really give him this time around outside of like a great defense? Money. I don't know. Like, did they? They didn't really surround him. Like, they just they let him bring Randall Cobb back and like have more control. I think. But he, had, Randall Cobb, didn't do anything the whole season. It's his friend. That's true. Yeah. He just he just wanted his friend to make some money. Yeah. Uh, Amanda, where is Rogers staying or he's, going? He's staying in Green Bay. He's staying in Green Bay. I mean, you know, he he's got it. He's he's nicely situated there. So why why move? Why change it? Nobody, you know, Denver can't do anything to to get him over there and. Do you really want him at this point? Like he, to me, he's at the, you know, I'm, I'm tired of hearing about him too. I'm just like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Aaron Rodgers in the knees again. Just like shut your mouth. Like just, <laughs> but I, he's staying in green Bay. I'd be shocked. Yeah. If he went else. I think the only logical one would be Denver because it's kind of the same play of what Peyton did. Um, mm. Very similar kind of careers. And but, could he, but could he win in an NAFC that's so competitive? Yeah. As opposed to an NFC, which is not. He's got a better chance. He's good. NFC. Yeah, I guess. Um, all right. Moving on from Mr. Rogers. We, we've mentioned him a few times now. Uh, Jimmy G. What, what team does Jimmy G suit up for in the 2022 season? Because I'm, I'm going to say it's not the 49ers. They have uh, Trey Lance. Who is better? So where is Jimmy G going to be? And is he going to be a starter? Uh, Bill. So I'll just repeat my answer from before. I think he's in Washington. I think he's going to start for an, uh, a finite period. And then if they do draft somebody, he will take over for that person. That person will take over for him, I should say. And through tears, where do you see <laughs> Jimmy G? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I don't even have an answer. I just, I hope not us. Cause I, okay. I just don't want to see it. I, I don't think wherever he goes, I, I think that he may start off the top, but it'll probably be to a team that also drafts like a young quarterback and they you know, kind of put him back in the situation where you're the starter. Now maybe we're grooming somebody 
it kind of just seems to be the cycle with those types of guys. Amanda. Uh, I don't know. Bill's answer sounds really, really good. I'm <laughs> like, that's actually not out of the realm of possibility. Um, <laughs> like, that's Ben's going to cry himself to sleep tonight. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, I just, I kind of, I really don't know. I really don't know. I, I, I really think, you know, again, he's going to wind up somewhere where, like Ben said, you know, he's going to start and then just kind of go in the background to, to somebody younger or, but I don't know. Actually, I'm like, now that I'm thinking about it a little bit more, I'm like, yeah, I could kind of see him with the, with the Washington. I don't know. I, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I, that's not an unreal, an unrealistic possibility. It wouldn't surprise me if he wound up there. <laughs> Marshall. Jimmy G going to Houston. That's good. That's, that's good. a good one. I like yeah, that. They're going to they they bring in Jimmy G to run things. They're going to draft another position uh, because next year's quarterback class is probably going to be better and they're still probably going to be bad. So they'll still be probably picking high. Yeah, that Think makes sense. In Houston. I was trying to figure out what team kind of fits that mold of like, we're not going to be much better this year, but we still need someone like mm-hmm. it's really only a finite amount of teams. And, and Houston's definitely, um, you know, we can have a, I, I would have a separate question for Deshaun, but I don't think he's worth mentioning at this point. So I'm going to skip over him and I'm going to go, I'm going to go to Keep Russell. Eye out for Jimmy G and, uh, and, and, and Indianapolis too. If they get, no, I was thinking that. And the reason I'm going to go against it is the team is too exciting to not have an exciting quarterback. I think they're going to they're going to live take on a the step edge back. with Carson Wentz. They're going to take a step back and they're going to have to make a decision. Do we want to be the Titans or do we want to be the Bills? Do we want to have an average quarterback surrounded by a great team or do we want an explosive, exciting, athletic quarterback who can do things that no one else can? And I mm. think they're going to say, all right, we're going to have to either trade or we're going to have to uh, draft. And I, I don't see them getting, I don't see them repeating the mistakes. I don't see them pulling a Washington, no offense, Ben. I don't see them repeating those mistakes of getting someone like Carson Wentz again. If anything, I could see them getting a Russell Wilson. I think that would be very interesting. Uh, there's someone else that I would be very interested in seeing there too. And we'll talk about him in a second, but I want to talk about Russell first. Um Kind of the same question uh, for Rodgers. Jimmy G is more of a, a given that he's probably out at San Fran. Whereas Russ, it's kind of every year now, last couple of seasons, it's like, is he going to stay in Seattle or not? So that's my question for you. If he is Russell Wilson staying in uh, Seattle, and if not, where does he go? I will start again with Bill. No, he's not going to stay in Seattle. I think Seattle is is getting towards that end of they've they've run out of the Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, the Legion of Boom era. They they've been they've been stretching this finale for a long time. I could see him going to Indianapolis, like you said, or I could see him. I think and fit would better in Carolina. Carolina doesn't have a quarterback. They need someone, and Matt Rule has a seven year deal, and last year they sucked. He needs to save and the GM, they need to save their ass and to put Russell Wilson with Curtis Sam. Um, not, no, McCaffrey. McCaffrey. And I always forget the 
wide receiver's name, uh, who's really awesome. Uh, um, DJ Moore, right? Yeah. DJ, Moore. DJ Moore. Plus, you have Robbie yeah. Anderson, who totally shit the bed for me in fantasy. Uh, you have a good team there. And if you put Russell Wilson there it, instead of, um, you know, a Cam who's on the back end and a, and, you know, Sam Darnold, who's not the guy, not the guy and whomever they had another guy there whose name escapes me. Russell Wilson makes all the sense in the world there. Yeah. And they weren't good. So you get some draft picks. I think Seattle has got to go into a rebuild because I think the run is done out there. Like San Francisco's, that's the talk of the town out there. It's not Seattle. Right. And Russell Wilson is on the back. Russell Wilson's getting on the back end too. So why not deal them to a win now team, rebuild, get some draft picks. And I can see Carolina just to save face, be like dumping off a whole bunch of draft picks. And by the way, Russell Wilson with Christian McCaffrey would be, and, and DJ Moore would be real good. Yeah, but no. the only the and only I don't think I don't think he goes to the Giants. Everyone's saying go to the Giants, go to the Giants. I don't think the Giants can pick that trade. No, the only issue with that, I really like that. I think the Colts would make more sense because the team's there sure. already. They're just missing the quarterback. The Panthers is the biggest question mark is McCaffrey. He's got baby bones. The guy can't stay healthy right now, right? Last like two seasons. So it's it's like yeah, but you're gonna think you're gonna about how much think about how much Russell Wilson takes off McCaffrey because now you have to sure. account for a quarterback and sure. can throw. Instead of just like, it's only Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. I I want to see this. It's not going to happen. I want to see Russ leave, but I also want him to take DK wherever he goes. Because <laughs> the way that they've talked about their relationship is like... Um, Beautiful. Like, uh, Zach Rapp and what's his face? <laughs> pretty much. No, like, uh, was it, is it Rice and Montana? Like, yes, like that's... And Joe Montana were players. <laughs> No, but I'm saying like that's I'm saying like the that relation that like QB wide receiver relationship. That's how they talk about themselves. Like he was so adamant about having him on the team, and like the when they connect, like it's beautiful. I'd love to see that, and I can't see him going to the Panthers without an absolute superstar like McCaffrey being healthy. But that's just me. But I love those picks. Those are great, Amanda. Those are solid picks too. Um, Does he uh, leave? Do you think he leaves? I think I think he will. I think you will. I, I agree with Bill. I think the the magic there is is gone. It's like stretched. It's it's uh, it's on its uh, last legs here. So he's definitely gonna leave Seattle. It's just I feel like there's quite a few possibilities. Like I'm just even thinking like could he even wind up in Denver? <laughs> I mean, good. Good. they have could. Teddy two gloves, right? He's probably yeah. gone. Yeah. So he's. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna need somebody. You know. I mean, you can go. I, I kind of feel like you know. I, I'm going with like my gut here. I mean, it could be Denver. I mean, could he even go to New Orleans? Could he go there? Um, yeah, you know, because they they really need you know they they need a Super Bowl winning quarterback. They need somebody. I mean, they're hurting. We know that. Um, no, don't besmirch Al's favorite player in the NFL, Taysom Hill. <laughs> the guy is electric when he's electric. Sure. When when Breeze when sure. Breeze was the starter. When Breeze was the starter, yeah. that man was unstoppable. But now that he's the starter, and now that they gave him that stupid money, he has not performed. He's not Drew Breeze. He's Tim Tebow. That's who he is. Yeah, yeah, but he was yeah. really good at what he. Tim Tebow didn't do. Sh- I mean, he did last. Taysom Hill has lasted, and he's very good at what he does. But he's not a starting quarterback. But also, his biggest advocate is not there. That's right. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I think he'll, be on the, he'll be the coach of the Cowboys, 
And Taysom Hill will go to the Cowboys. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I feel like he's going to wind up. That, those are those are my picks. I, I'm going to like it up a little bit. I think, I think he's going to go either to Denver or Oregon. I, I'd like to see him on the Saints. Solid. Uh, Benjamin. Well, you're supposed to speak what you want out into existence. <laughs> so uh, in that regard, <laughs> Russell Wilson is going to take command of Washington. That's right. And uh, I would yeah, hate it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I can say, I mean, I don't think he would go to the Panthers. He was at NC State. Didn't like it there. He moved and went to Wisconsin. He's not yeah, going but if they trade him, he doesn't matter if he likes <laughs> it. But he has no trade clause, right? So he gets to decide oh, like, no, if no, he goes no. somewhere. Oh, never mind. The only positives I could say about him going to Washington is there's like rumors a little bit about that he's into politics. And so he would like to be in D.C. That makes um, sense. And then Jonathan, at the, Jonathan Allen was at the Pro Bowl with him, you know, hanging out, talking to an existence. And there was like a Twitter ask me anything thing that went off the rails for you know other reasons. But one of the first things they said was like, is Russell coming? And he was like, I sure hope so or something like that. So like they're openly talking about it, putting it in his ear. It would make sense. He wants. He's not going to go anywhere where he doesn't have a great offensive line because that's what he's tired of in Seattle. Is running for his life all the time. So unless he has a great offensive line ahead of him, which Washington actually has a really good offensive line, um, it, it makes sense. We've got weapons like we talked about earlier. So the tools are there for him to you know come in. And if he does, then I'll change my previous answer about who wins the NFC East because I think he would be great for us. Marshall, yeah, where does think- Russ cook? I, th- I think he does leave Seattle this year and there's been smoke and fire in Seattle about him leaving. But another team that has a great offensive line, we're going to stay in the NFC South is um, the Bucks. Oh yeah. Oh, they, they need someone, right? They have someone yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that they use whatever picks they have in this draft, maybe get another wide out to compliment Mike Evans uh, Chris Godwin's going to be a free agent, but Ooh. Russ's problem was never the receivers. He can make a receiver, but he needed the offensive line. And uh, the Bucks drafted what's his name, Tristan Wirth, and that that offensive line was very good. Was doing was doing work. Mm-hmm. I think that's very attractive for him, especially with that defense as it stands now. Uh, they have Marshall, Trask heard, right now. Kyle Marshall, Trask heard, is their backup quarterback. Marshall, I heard a lot of people talking about Russell Wilson to Philly. I keep that's why I was asking about Hurts. That's and the first thing I said when we said, What do we need to do? Keep our picks like less, less, less dead. That even though it would be great, I think he would turn Devontae Smith into an instant superstar, 1300 yard receiver. Yeah, um, because I think that he could have had that, had you know, Hurts throwing the ball, throwing them the ball when he's open, which (laughs) is always his all, his, his all 22 is ridiculous tape, but. That's neither here nor there. I wouldn't be mad to have them, but at what cost? It's going to cost a lot. Yeah, um, then I'll I'll give up all of our picks. I know, I know you will. <laughs> You're like I'm tired of having draft picks. Um, we don't need them. <laughs> so sorry, Chris. Chris Godwin is a free agent. Can the Giants get him, please? That would be. Uh, well, awesome. you know, if you want to pick up a guy towards ACL, sure. Yeah, yeah I guess I, I guess I will. I will gladly take. We have it. no money. We have negative six million dollars. He tore his ACL off from twelve dollars at this point. Come on, <laughs> go guys! By um, the way, the Tampa's losing everyone this year. They lose. They yeah. have potential to lose all their running backs. Godwin, um, uh, at least two of their tight end, uh, Gronk, <laughs> and I think Braid are free agents. Plus JPP and a whole bunch of defensive players. So no wonder Brady is like, bye. It's fine. They still have Antonio Brown. Wait. Oh. <laughs> 
your shut no, no, they don't. Okay. Here's my last QB question because this one's kind of surprising, um, but intriguing because I think he goes anywhere. It would be just an instant change in the team. Does Kyler leave the Cardinals? Big rumors happening right now that he is uh, not happy there. Uh, I think uh, it would be very crazy. This team, again, like started the season like 9 or 10 and 0, um, had a lot of potential to be one of the most dominant teams in the league. Uh, Kyler got hurt. Hopkins got hurt. And uh, they even got Ertz from the Eagles, and he was doing pretty great. Um, like the team at one point was a legit threat and did not end the season the way that they started it. Does Kyler leave the Cardinals? And if so, where does he go? Marshall. If Kyler leaves the Cardinals, it's going to turn the whole offseason upside down. Yeah. Um, because now the Cardinals need a quarterback with a team that as constructed is good enough to obviously win what does DeAndre Hopkins think? Is he going to be healthy? There's so many. That's compelling. Um, I don't see that happening. I don't feel like the Ben Simmons, James Harden stuff happens as much in the NFL because the players don't have as much power. But um, that that would be compelling. That would be Cliff Kingsbury saying, get the fuck out, basically. Um, and I'm not sure that that makes sense, uh, particularly because Kyler is about to be up for a contract which is mysteriously when we start hearing all of this drama. Yeah. And now, um, and, and the drama that we're, you know, some of the drama that we're referencing to is Kyler on his Instagram, because this is how we find out information now is he deleted like basically all instances of Arizona from his Instagram, just very petty shit that I love. Um, ben, same question. No, I don't think it goes anywhere. I think Kingsbury gets booted before uh, Russell. I mean, not before Russell, before we'd ever see Kyler Murray. Russell on the brain. Um, yeah, I'm just, it's just all I want right now. That's all I want to talk about. Uh, but no, no, I, I don't think it goes anywhere. I think, um, you know, he's, there's been some talk about him being a little bit immature at times. Um, and I think maybe this is a little bit of that, you know, kind of flaring up, but. He's got a lot of talent and the team, I think, had they stayed completely healthy, probably would have made the, you know, a better run of things. Um, but no, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think it's just he's up for contract negotiation soon and he wants to kind of flex a little bit, but that's all it is. I think it would be crazy if we see Kyler leave, go to the Colts, because I think then you have a, a playoff team right there. I just want to see it because I want to see him and Jonathan Taylor and uh, just just dominate. Um, imagine that happens and Russ goes to Arizona. <laughs> You're leaving... DK for D hop. I mean, that's not a bad trade. If you think about it in terms of like actually having weapons uh, for, for Russ, but DK not even the first, the best receiver on that team. Uh, yeah. Tyler Lockett. Yeah, for sure. Uh, lock, lock it. And, and uh, I, 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 pros and cons both, but anyway, that's debatable for me. Bill Kyler. I mean, I mean, I don't. I can't see the Cardinals getting rid of him this year. You drafted Josh Rosen the year before, and they were like, "No, this guy, this guy ain't it." 
and then he went all in on Kyler. And then the guy didn't Kingsbury coach Kyler in college, or he was like the perfect fit for Kyler. Like they wanted this guy, and I think they're going to move heaven and earth to make sure he's ha- like they they can make this work this year. Mm-hmm. Next year's the big question. I think this year good. If this same drama is happening next year, the big okay time to move on. Right, Amanda. I agree with Bill. I I don't think he's going anywhere this year. In next year's gonna be the true test. Um. He's flexing his muscles right now because of again contract negotiations coming up and everybody and, and drama drama creates intrigue. It's and then sometimes it just it it helps decide contract negotiations. You probably get more money out of it, all that good stuff. Um, you know, you want that buzz because you can make that work in your favor. And I think I think they're gonna keep him this year, but come next year, you know, if he if if he can't, if they can't make the magic happen and they can't consistently go all the way, then He's not worth the trouble at that point. All great answers. Um, only time will tell with uh, everything we're talking about. And uh, kind of brings us to the end. We're going to do one last question before we sign off. Super Bowl 57, I believe. We're, we're going into Super Bowl 57. Who are we going to see in Super Bowl 57? What are the two teams? I have one more question to add after this. God. Damn it. That was such a, it's good, a good one. No, this ending. one's better. This you ruined better. it. Uh, sorry. So, so wait, there's one more after this? Yes, because it's a better question. It's a really good question to end with. Fine. No uh, offense, yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, all, all taken. All taken. Effect, yeah. um, now I need another beer. Um, ben, who do we, who do you see in uh, Super Bowl 57? Uh, I won it last year. Uh, didn't get it. I still want to go with Buffalo. I want to see that city go nuts. And I think mm-hmm. Josh Allen's great. And they were very close. I want Diggs to get it. So I want Buffalo out of the AFC. Um, depending on who comes back to the NFC, I could see the Rams again. But uh surprise team is if Trey Lance is as good as he could possibly be, San Francisco's right there on the cusp of being great too. So I could see them, you know, being there against the Bills next year. Marshall. Uh, yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers sees Tom Brady take a step out and he runs it back with Green Bay. I think they come out the NFC. Um, I, I would actually go Bills. Yeah, I mean, I would I would love that. And it would be really crazy to see them lose their GM and offensive coordinator and then actually get further in the playoffs. I think that'd be a great story. Bill. Bills 49ers. I like that. I like that a lot. Amanda. Bills 49ers. The only possibility for the if to swap out for the Bills would be the Chiefs, but that's like not even I mean it's going to be the Bills and 49ers. That's where I think it's going to go. If it's not Green Bay, I think it's 49ers too. But sorry guys, I'm going to I'm going to would be the one to say it. Bengals. Joey B hates to lose. He lost on the world's biggest stage. He is out for blood. I think I think they're going to run it back and I think again they'll just make those kind of not easy but necessary uh adjustments to the offensive line and then keep that insane receiving core. That that whole offense is 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 gross. Um it can only get better. 
I could see the Bengals coming back. But again, that's a very, very tough, <laughs> tough AFC. Uh, it could be anybody at this point. Um, but yeah, Bill, what's your final question since you have to, to steamroll the show? Does Tom Brady come back next year? Jesus Christ. It's a great question. <laughs> I mean, it's a great question. Hear it. I, yeah, no. do you think I want to hear it? I mean, we beat them twice, and as did as did the Eagles. But um, yeah, in the Super Bowl was what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, when it counted at the most. Uh, so, do you guys think Tom Brady comes back next year, or do you think he stays retired? So, Marshall, I'll go with you first. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. Um, either Al or Amanda said all the people that the Bucks could possibly be losing. Um, I think he's, I think he's had peace. I mean, he's the goat. He has nothing else to prove. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's done. I hope. I can't stand him. Same, uh, Amanda. I think he's gonna stay retired. I think, I think this this time it's gonna stick. Uh. <laughs> Uh, I think I think Giselle's not gonna let him, <laughs> or is not gonna let him come back. Um, and I'm okay with that. You know, he's he's done everything he's needed to. I'm done. I'm like I like having fresh blood in the uh, in the in the, the Super Bowl. I like having different teams. I'm kind of tired of seeing every team that you know, either seeing the, the the Patriots or the Bucks. I'm I'm good with Tom Brady not being in a Super Bowl. I I'm like I'm 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 good with it. And um. Yeah, I think I think I think this is going to stick, especially with everybody that that's being lost. Um, and again, he's got nothing. He's got nothing left to prove. He's he's got plenty of rings. He's good. <laughs> ben, yeah, I think he stays retired as well. I think he came into this season knowing that it was going to be his last year, and I I think his exit like early in the playoffs shocked him a little bit, and it was hard. But uh, I think he you know, was at peace with it either way, and uh, he's done now. Al. This was his running back year. This was the let's keep everyone, let's keep everything the same. Let's see if we can do it again. And I think if if Godwin doesn't get hurt, if Antonio Brown doesn't Antonio Brown slash the Bucks aren't the worst, I think it could have happened again. But I think I think he's done. I think he comes back. And someone po- posited this. The 49ers lose, get rid of Jimmy G, which a lot of people thinking. If Trey Lance either gets hurt or Trey Lance shits the bed. He's going to Bernie Sanders into the NFL like at the last minute. Guess who loved the 49ers growing up? Guess who's from the Bay Area? God damn Tom Brady. Rob Gronkowski retired from the Patriots and then came out of retirement and dropped his WWE 24 7 mm-hmm. title so he could go play for the Buccaneers. I but wouldn't the Bucs have to trade him to the 49ers? No, he retired. So I think he's. He, uh, but they don't still own his, his rights? I don't think so. Did they ever? Yeah. Like, is he, is he retiring a free agent? Like, I'm. I'm so I don't. Was Rob it a one year? No, Gronk retired from the Patriots, and I think he was still under He was done. But I feel like the Patriots traded him to no. Okay. No, he wasn't traded. He he retired and then yeah, became the 24-7 champion for a bit and then came out of retirement. No, Gronk Gronk was out for a whole season, wasn't he? He he missed a year. I think once you retire, you're out for a year. 
Yeah. And I <laughs> Is think it like the uh, transfer rule for college. Yeah. Saw? I was going to say, I want to say Brady was like a, like a one year with an option or something or something to the, to the extent of like, I think he would have to have resigned this season. I don't know. That's again, I have no idea. <laughs> this no, they, traded him, uh, they traded him. New England Patriots yep. traded Gronkowski in a seven round pick to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in exchange for a fourth. Ah, if you don't think uh, if you, I could see it happening, though, that they trade. as usual, Marshall is right. I mean, he's always right. That's what but I said. It, no, he's very well. He's he, he knows the shit. But I mean, I'm just I'm saying Tom Brady somehow by hook or by crook will end up playing next year. If there is a team he wants to go to and seize an opportunity, he, there's way more. I understand. There's more opportunities for him now that he's retired. He could do Literally anything he Jake wants. Cutler he has, was paid to was an, an announcer, and then the Dolphins brought him back because they threw a truckload of money at him to go start. And Jay Cutler ain't Tom Brady, I'll tell you that. If no, no, someone no, wanted not- Tom Brady to play and he sees the opportunity for one more run, I don't put it past Tom Brady. For what like, reason he's already the GOAT? Because no he's Tom Brady, he's a greedy no. fucker who doesn't care about anything than padding his career stats and being even more of a farm animal than everyone perceives him to be. He's just that narcissistic. Just think think. about this. I stopped playing and I came back and I won it for the 49ers. When was the last time the Niners won a Super Bowl? Or God, even say he went back to the Patriots. I went back to the Patriots and won oh, that no. Super Bowl. And then I could ride off in the sunset. Look how great I am. He is an ego-driven player. He still he has the chip on his shoulder from being drafted in the seventh round, even though he's won 10,000 fucking Super Bowls. Like he wants, he has this thing where he wants to do it. And you're right, he has so many opportunities. You get paid out the ass by ESPN or any network or Amazon to be a color analyst on any game. But if he saw the opportunity, much like he saw with the Bucks, he's like, this is a team who will win. They have everyone there. I want to play there because I know I can. I have the shot to win. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't, you know, he'll go. I, I can see him doing that next year. Here's the reason. I'm going to yeah, show you that's why. That's what I'm talking about next season. No, not, I'm sorry. Next, I'm saying there's going to be a year gap. And the only reason why he's going to take a gap here. No, the only reason why is he would do like what Jordan couldn't come out of retirement and dominate. (laughs) And then he would be the goat of goats, right? Like Jordan coming back a few seasons later, starting the wizards playing. It didn't end that well. It wasn't that exciting. It was a little sad. I think Brady can be like, well, you know, I can just stay on my T- TB12 diet of, of saltines and air and just continue to be the greatest physical specimen on the planet next to LeBron. Like he needs to have that year. I'm, I'm retired. And then the story of I'm coming out of retirement. I don't think it's just another like, oh, I'm just going to. I'm, I lied about being retired. I'm coming back this season. Like you don't I, I do think, that. I think it's mid season. You don't do that. That's weird. I, I don't think you'd play another full season. Like I think no, was, not a full season. An opportunity to come in and play like three games at the end of a year, and then and then make the then go out to playoff run. That's what I think it's going to be. But ah, uh, still hope. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not going to be retired. He's not going to retire. Then in, like he's going to be in training camp. It's going to be like middle of the season. Like Trey Lance gets hurt, and all of a sudden Mike Shanahan's like, buddy. 
hey, look at that defense. There's Debo. We got a great running game. Who wants to win a Super Bowl? And he, Tom's like, me, I want to win again. Because <laughs> why not? Because he's a douche. Oh, man. I think that's a great way to wrap up. Exactly. That's why I this said- episode of the NFC East group therapy session. Thank you so much again, as always, for joining us for, for this um, exercise into insanity. <laughs> Let's just pl- do a couple quick plugs before we get out of here. You can find me at Al Manorino on Instagram and Twitter. You could find my most recent post on thepopbreak.com where I reviewed Casey Musgraves, King Princess, and Muna at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia. Um, you can uh, hope to see a lot more as uh, the weather gets a little warmer, as there more concerts are announced. I'm probably going to have some stuff next month if, if all works out. There's a couple shows I'm looking. Yeah, we'll see. So you can see some more of my photos uh, on thepopbreak.com. Ben, where can people find you? Uh, it's at BD Murkison on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, again, Instagram's just hiking pictures. I'm about to go out to Arizona for a couple of weeks. Uh, so there'll be some pretty red mountains coming my way. Um, as far as for the pop break, I'll be back apparently next week as we talk about Peacemaker. And uh, recently reviewed uh, Murderville. It's on Netflix. The Will Great Arnett uh, improv yeah. show. Really funny. Love that one. And uh, yeah, hopefully some more some more stuff coming out soon. Nice. Tie it back to football. The Marshawn Lynch episode is Amanda. so, so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Amanda, where can people find you? Uh, primarily on Instagram at Amanda Lorian. Yes. Big Star Wars nerd. Yes. So. Um, so, yeah, just kind of doing my my day to day thing. But uh, my big my big thing is being GM of Mission Pro Wrestling. Uh, we are at Mission Pro Wrestling all over social media in terms of Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we've got our next show coming up March 5th, and um, it is going to, the card is outstanding. We've got eight great matches lined up. So if you're in the Texas area, come by Conroe, Texas, Southern Star Brewery. Or if you are not local, but you definitely want to watch, catch us on Title Match Network. And then we'll also be in uh, Dallas for a new weekend as part of GCW's The Collective, which we're on the 2nd at 3 o'clock. Awesome. Three, three. Yeah. So Thank you. Thank you. Uh, make sure you check out all of that and follow Mission Pro Wrestling on all the socials. Uh, Marshall, where can people find and hear you and your lovely wife all the time, everywhere? On this very platform, the Pop Break TV. Uh, yeah, we actually just sent our February episode over to Alex. So whenever he gets that up, you guys will be able to hear our thoughts on uh, Book of Boba Fett and uh, Abbott Elementary. Oh my God. Abbott Elementary is so, so Philly and so, so funny. Me and my wife are loving it. It's hilarious. So it's we great. wanted to, we wanted to cover it. So we just sent that over. So make sure you guys uh, refresh your feed whenever that gets uploaded. You can also find us on uh, Stitcher, uh, any podcast app for our other podcast, Blurred Life with my wife. You can find me on twitch.tv backslash Mr. Okami underscore seven, where I stream whenever the ancestors tell me it's time. Otherwise, find me on Twitter at Mr. Okami underscore seven as well, uh, where I muse in what used to be 140 characters. But now I don't know what the hell is going on. I just I just don't. It's now a minimum of three paragraphs. Mm -hmm. 
Bill, take us take us home, I believe. All right. If you must follow me on Twitter, I am at Bodkin Writes. Uh, most recently, uh, gosh, I don't even know what the most recent thing I read uh, wrote was, but yeah, I did read uh, write something recently on Peacemaker, so check that out. Um, I also have a podcast outside of here on the Breakcast feed, which you can find on Apple, Google, Anchor, and Spotify. Next week, we are dropping the second episode of Bill versus the MCU, where uh, I have famously not watched the Marvel Cinematic Universal, uh, not completed it, I should say. So Alex, Mark, and I will be talking about Thor, um, Captain America, the first Avenger, and the Avengers. I am 30 minutes into my relaunch of Thor, and I'm recording it on Tuesday, so my ass better hurry up. Uh, I also just dropped a new episode of This Wrestling Life, a podcast, also on the Breakcast feed, where myself, Mike, and Evie Dorcas, we talked about Cody Rhodes exiting all elite wrestling. Um, as for me, like I said, I'm at Bodkin Writes. Uh, check out everything going on the popbreak.com busy weekend for concerts for us this weekend. We will be shooting bowling for soup, doing an acoustic set at the wonder bar in Asbury park. And for the first time, 10 years in the making, we are shooting tool at the Wells Fargo center. That is, we have, I have been working on trying to get that possibly over a decade to get that. So Matt Heasley, our, uh, jam band and photographer extraordinaire will be covering tool in Philly. Um, so Amanda's very excited by that. Uh, uh, also, just check out all the great stuff happening on the pop break. We've got stuff from TV, movies, music, anime, pop, all sorts of forms of pop culture, pro wrestling, comic books, digital trends, everything cool like that at the pop break on Instagram, at the pop break on Twitter. And also don't forget to take check out our Oscar coverage coming up real soon. It's going to be blanket coverage via podcast from Matt Taylor, Marissa Carpico on the way to early Oscar podcast on all your favorite platforms. So don't worry, this podcast in this form is coming back, possibly post-draft, definitely preseason, definitely during the season when all our teams suck. So for Al Manorino, who was the host, but I've taken over because why the fuck not? For Ben Murkison, for Amanda Rivas, for Marshall Stevenson, this is Bill Bodkin saying thank you for joining us for the Socially Distant Podcast. And remember, four weeks until the 100th episode.